Yo, what's going on? We're back again. Another WrestlePurist podcast where we happen to review AEW Dynamite. Uh, joined by my usual panel for the Thursdays, Joe Hulbert, Manny the Hooper and Charlie. And uh, yeah, man, we've got a few other things to get into today. We're going to talk, you know, this kind of all-in build or lack thereof, uh, rumours around, you know, rumours and reports around possible matches, um, you know. And whatever, what else has been coming up the past few days, you know, whatever else you want us to talk about in the chat and, you know, just the latest news, etc., etc., just as we usually do. First things first, hope everyone can uh, leave us a like, you know. We need to get these likes up on the videos, man. Also, subscribe if you haven't already. Super chat if you're feeling generous, always appreciated. And turn on the post notification. That is also appreciated as well. Hope everyone's doing good. Especially my fellow co-host Manny the Hooper, you look a little distracted, so I'm grabbing your attention again. I found a What's lottery up? ticket. Is it a winner? I don't know. I just found it. I guess. You need to. Uh, this could the... be, this could be Manny the Hooper's last ever WrestlePurist podcast. You know. <laughs> it's for. I don't even remember buying this. I don't even. It's for the Mega Millions. Hmm. Interesting stuff. But other than that, Manny, how are you doing? <laughs> Uh, fine. I was. I've been busy all day. I've been. I've been. At, I was at a. I was at a school thing trying to sign up for school. You know, got embarrassed because I drew a picture of an alien and Jesus and God. You know, I posted on Twitter earlier, but then I didn't realize the teacher was gonna pick up the paper while we we're on break, and I forgot to put my name on it. And she just yelled at the class, "You drew the alien and the Jesus and the devil." And I had to pick up my hand and write my name. It was real embarrassing. I actually hit the wall, the chair. I don't know. It's been a long day. What I love about you, Manny, is that it was so embarrassing that you said, I'm going to bring this up on the podcast tonight. That's why, that's why you're the best of us, bro. I mean, look, I mean, Keeping it, it real, happened, man. It yeah. happened in front of 25 people. I mean, we're, we're yeah, another thousand. Said, let me, yeah, let me bring this to a thousand. Let me bring this to the masses, you know? <laughs> what a legend. Real as it gets, keeping it authentic as always. Where else do you get this authenticity on? Oh, I still have, you an, up, an update. I haven't touched the Oppenheimer book. It's still here on my desk. <laughs> hasn't moved. Hasn't moved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bit we know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, but, I don't you know. know. I don't know how people find time to read. <laughs> I just, I just... They probably don't do as many wrestling podcasts as you do, Jim. <laughs> Generally speaking. <laughs> All right, so that's the Hooper. Charlie, how are you doing on this fun Thursday? I'm doing good. Haven't had as exciting a, a day as Manny did, but um, what should you want this does, morning? You know? Spent some time with family? Hung out with my tugs? Yeah, it's just been a chill day. Ready to review Dynamite now and talk about nothing like controversial it was a great episode there was nothing bad on twitter everyone had a great time it's gonna be a smooth sailing podcast yeah you know some people love it some people hate it you know? yeah. Always like joe it. we know you love all wrestling um, i do yeah. how you doing mate party atmosphere brother episode 90 of the wrestle Purious podcast yes. episode 90 of the late mm-hmm. night grin all in yes. one night it's christmas here in the wrestling podcast arena couldn't be more excited. Wearing my best t-shirt, shirt, what the fuck this is called now. Um, <laughs> feeling slightly better. I said t-shirt. And I was like, this is not a t-shirt. What am I talking about? My best t-shirt is the We The Ones red shirt that I wore with Monty. It's obvious. But uh, I haven't drew any aliens today. But I am in a hell of a mood, let me tell you. Lots to talk about. 
around six hours of podcasting ahead of me. A couple Pepsi Max queued up here. Don't get any better than this. This is the life. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I respect the hustle, Joe. You know, yeah. I respect the hustle. Oh, we all we all appreciate it. All right, before we get started, I'm gonna fly straight into some super chats. Keep them coming throughout the show, and of course, we will get to them as soon as we can. Gonna try get to them with a quicker response that. Quicker response time these days, you know. I'm trying to level up. Mm-hmm. Uh Mashfan84199, appreciate it as always. Still crying at MJF cooking Dax LMAO. What a king. Hey man, he did not he didn't hold back, you know. He uh he knew what would pop people, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh he, he leaned all in, man, you know, he, he done his thing, of course. We're gonna get into it when we did Dynamite review very shortly. Darren Walker, five pounds, appreciate it. appreciate you as always. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, five pounds. Uh, what do what what you do about AEW's women's division? That sign said it all after Brit versus Taya. Oh, Darren, uh, come uh, on, you know. Um. In, in in the most polite way possible, you probably should start by booking matches that have a chance to be good. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like genuinely, like, nice when that stuff. match was announced, what did we all say? You know, it's like you can't have been surprised if you were if you were the one who put that thing again for me is what it is so that'd be a good start i get a pc hmm? i'll build a pc yeah yeah when you say a pc what do you mean do you mean a, a performance you center or like a desktop center. Oh, oh yeah performance yeah. center i was gonna do say i don't have... have a pc or two in the office <laughs> yeah, man. now i want to see manny build a pc <laughs> No, somebody wants me to read a book on Twitch, man. I'm gonna sound like Floyd Mayweather out there. Come on, man. You don't need to do oh, man. Um, Jeremy Corbin, five dollars. Monty, mom said we can discuss NHS expansion tonight, but we have to be in bed by 10 p.m. because she has to go into the shops earlier. Well, it's already 19 minutes past 11 here, Jeremy. So uh, we missed the boat on that one tonight, mate. Um, Jacob Donnelly, $5. Appreciate you as always. Jericho somehow getting an Osprey match in 2023 is hilarious and reeks politics. Hogan would be proud. I watched a podcast with Paul Hogan on it earlier, actually. Um, (laughs) Interesting fella, you know? Never lies about anything, does he? Who was he on? (laughs) This is even funnier. Fear of Vaughn. Okay, right, fair enough. Uh, I'm going to have to watch that, actually. (laughs) It's good shit, man. Yeah. You sure? <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to check this out, actually, I think. It, it immediately opens up with... Because um, Ric Flair was on it like not that long ago. And oh. Hogan's like, how was Rick? And Vio just like, he's got some issues, you know? <laughs> like, it immediately <laughs> opens up with how much of an alcoholic Ric Flair is, you know? Jesus um, they get into it, man. Anyway, uh, Jericho, yeah, it does seem like he's... Uh, you know, he, he's good at this politics game, man. 30 years deep, brother. Mm. Um, he's put Osprey wrong, too. Yeah, it happens. Man, uh, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> yeah, especially you, brother. Come on. Sapito, uh, I believe, 499. Uh, will you all be watching the Von Eric movie? I will. Probably. Uh, Cast looks great, and MJF is the fake cousin. He's killing me. We'll be interested in seeing his performance. Um, like yeah, I'll oh, definitely. definitely. I he was in that. This thing could be a monster for real. Like this, mm-hmm. people, I don't think people in the wrestling bubble fully appreciate how normal folks going to react to this story. Like people are not yeah. uh, like a lot of people are going to go into this somewhat blind, or at least the circumstance and the way it unravels. Like I think this may explode <laughs> to be honest, which will be interesting just in general in terms of wrestling stories translating to cinema. But 
That's another podcast for another day. Absolutely. <laughs> definitely. Uh, but yes, I will definitely be making an effort to go see the Iron Claw, I believe it's called. Yes. Um, Showtime Spurs, $5. Appreciate you as always. Taking a bung grip every time someone says women's division, wish me luck. Oh, we're praying for you. Um, average, average Limp Biscuit, enjoy four ninety nine. Appreciate you as always. Uh, no message, just showing love. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, Karan, 220 rupees. Appreciate you. Felt like a spin-off episode of a show with the side characters, but like not necessarily in a bad way. Still a fun show with Swerve, Derby, AR Fox, Orange Cassidy stuff being a highlight. Marks versus Orange Cassidy at Wembley, question mark. Um, mm. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I wouldn't say that's necessarily the best use of them both at Wembley, but it'd still be a good match either way. If it it's interesting because it's, I think it's been now... I think it's been like three TVs now since Mox did the promo where he said, you know, answer your phone, Eddie. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell if that's been dropped because it's been shifted to the Chicago show. It's been dropped because that'll be a, you know, maybe he'll be wrestling Orange Cats at the end of his musical hit or something to that effect. Like, I can't tell which mm-hmm. one of those it'll be. So um, it feels like we're going to get that match at some point. It's just a matter of where at this juncture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, Darren Cage, $4. Who wins in a Wrestle Purist versus Late Night? Green 5 versus 5 Survivor Series Elimination Tag. Well, I think that depends on how you make up the teams, you know, because we've got mm-hmm. quite a large roster at Wrestle Purist. Yeah. Uh, Late Night Green, of course, is always the Jack Crosby factor, um, which has to be considered. You know, he could, he could win it all for Late Night Green or he could throw it all away. Um, yeah, man. And obviously, you, we'd have the storyline going into it of what side is Joe Hallbutt really yeah. on, you know? <laughs> That would be, be drama, you know? Looking at my hands. Even <laughs> <laughs> uh, with a lariat and look at my hands, like, what have I done? Uh, I'm telling you, man, we could, uh, we could make some music. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure who would come out on top, like I said. It depends on how mm-hmm. you line up the teams, brother. Uh, Mass Fan 84, 199, appreciate you again, as always. Uh, Michael Sarah as Chris from Eric, inspired casting. Zach Efron, you got MJF in the Iron Claw, man. I'm telling you, as Joe said, I think it could it could blow up because yeah. you know the story is like pretty. It's a lot, you know. <laughs> it's a lot to say the least. Um, and as Joe said, if you're going into it blind, you, yeah, <laughs> you walk out of there traumatized. You know, <laughs> chat grip on this, but I think it's theatrical release and it's going to be actually in the cinemas too, which is not always the case for you know, like sometimes A24 will do the streaming release, and if it's going to the cinema, I think they're going to have pretty high hopes for it. We might guess, but I don't, I haven't, yeah. I'm not 100% sure on that. And they've got a proper cast in there, so they must have some yeah. belief in the story, and you okay. know, so hell of, hell of a way to spend Christmas, you know. Take your family to see the Von Eric picture. See ya. Oh my God, does it come out near Christmas? It comes yeah, out on the 22nd December. of December. That's incredible. <laughs> Absolutely. Christmas movie of the year. I'm going to go this film with a Christmas jumper. Good shit. <laughs> Just leave oh, when, when Kerry beats Flash, walk out. What a great tale, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, like I said, man, we're going to be locked in for it, absolutely. So, um, but what we was also locked in for was AW Dynamite last night. So, uh, we're going to review that. Anyone remember what city that was in? Because I like to, uh, you know, Albany, Albany, New York, Albany, New York. Uh, what did you think of the crowd? You know, just a quick oh. one before we get into it. 
I think it was middling. I, I didn't think the matches had a lot of uh, kind of juice going in anyway from build from a build point of view. So I don't blame them for being mm. kind of flat for that. They gave Jack Perry a lot of heat. Yeah, I'd say somewhere in the middle for me. I didn't have a really strong take either way. Yeah, it was kind of average. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of hard for me to listen while you know being on stream, but from what I did listen, it was they're all right. Yeah, it was kind of, it wasn't anything overly inspired and it wasn't anything where you're like, oh, this crowd sucked, you know. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, he opened up with, you know, your typical intro, etc. And we got a uh, AR Fox video package as he was about to face Orange Cassidy. And it's, you know, it's one of these, it's another one of these video packages with Darby Allen mm-hmm. kind of uh, giving us a reason of why we should care and root for this guy that uh, is about to wrestle, you know. And, uh, you know, Darby talks about how AR Fox gave him a place to live when he was broke and how hardworking and dedicated he is and how much of a leader in the gym he is, etc., etc., etc. And just really put him over, made him look great. Really well done video package. And then we went straight into Orange Cassidy versus AR Fox. Uh, this was a nice opener, as they usually are when Orange Cassidy is opening up Dynamite with an international sort of defence. It's almost become, well, it definitely has become a bit at this point on these podcasts where we kind of say the same thing every week about these Orange Cassidy defences. But AR Fox got to show, you know, what he's made of, and he's very impressive out there. He's very dynamic. And, uh, you know, they, they did the thing, man. They killed it. After the match, uh, you know, Orange Cassidy done the thing where he gives his opponent the glasses, they put it on, and they kind of pose together. And then Orange Cassidy had his back turned. AR Fox takes him out. Can't believe what he's done. He almost done the thing that Joe mentioned earlier where he got out of the ring and kind of looked at his hands of, oh, what have I done? You know, mm-hmm. almost. We almost got that shot, but not, not quite. Um, but that was the emotion he was selling as he was walking up the ramp, and then Darby comes running down pushing and shoving him, like, what are you doing? I've just put my name on you and, you know, you're embarrassing me. What are you doing? What are you doing? And that kind of goes back and forth and they walk back, uh, the walk backstage and that was that was the opening segment. Um, Joe, what did you think of the video package, the match and, you know, the afters? There was quite a lot there. Yeah, I like this a lot. I think the this kind of... And the mock, um, yeah. Yeah, the mock yeah. attack too. We'll into that um, this kind of group of talent here... <laughs> I think has actually been some of the strongest stuff on Dynamite as of late. You know, we, as you mentioned, with the, the similar thing they did with Derby and Nick Wayne and the match that produced, and we had a couple matches here. Um, I thought this was tremendous. I mean, Orange Cassidy really kind of just gave AR Fox a blank slate and said, you wrestle at a level that ensures they care when you do what you're going to do later. And man, did he make the most of the opportunity. And that I think that comes with a level of experience in terms of, you know, sometimes I think young guys wrestle on Dynamite and it's like they don't, quite know what the opportunity is in front of them. They don't realize how big an opportunity it is. When you're in this deep as AR Fox is in his career, 16 years, wait an awful long time for these kind of moments, you don't let these things pass. Like, And I think you, you see that kind of poise in a spot like this. I thought he was tremendous. He has such a unique style where he's like, yeah, he's slick, but there is a genuine sense of force to his, to his, biggest, his biggest offense. I think he's tremendous, honestly. So I'm glad to see he's getting more. Um, Oh, the match was really, really good. One of Orange's better defenses, I think, actually for a while. So uh, I really, really like this. Video package was great. Post-match was interesting, and we followed up on it later. So big thumbs up for this business. Charlie, you like it? I did. It did, like, the the match itself was, like, really good. And, like, 
uh, AR Fox like hitting Orange Cassidy after the match really took me by surprise. And heel turns don't really do that these mu that much anymore. Like you kind of see a lot of them come in. So AR Fox doing this after the match, it like really shook me. Like I was just like, oh shit! Like what are they doing? Like, but no, it was really good. Like like Joe said, like AR Fox was absolutely making the most of this like opportunity, and it really paid off because he looked great in that match. And Orange Cassidy is just Orange Cassidy. He's just a great wrestler. Like he proves mm -hmm. it week on week out. So. And yeah. the Derby video package, man, they really have made him like a central focus of Dynamite. And I think that's a really good bit of business for them because he nails it every time. He's great at this stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, and like you said, though, the uh, well done video package kind of sets up the other thing that you mentioned, that it was genuinely a surprise for him, you know? Mm. Um, and put that video package at the start, making us think that they were leading to something else. But um, evidently not. You know, <laughs> mm -hmm. so the video package was all done. Darby, of course, being a central figure, that's uh, that's pretty good, man. Because when Dynamite was in more than you know, it's uh, early days, Darby, man, he had that TNT title and he was drawing numbers, he was drawing court rows legitimately. Um, he hasn't really been much of a TV ratings draw of uh, you know, recent months, year, you know, uh, it's been a minute. But I guess if you can heat him up, position him as such, you can get to something like that again. So, uh, Manny, Orange Cassidy, man, um, before this AEW International title reign, you was definitely one of the low guys on Orange Cassidy. He is now, pff, how many defences in? 12, 13, 14, 15, I don't know how many. Um, Manny, you're muted. You are muted. Uh, but, yeah, now, July 26th, 27th, sorry, July 27th. How are you feeling about Orange Cassidy? Man, he threw those orange punches, man, at the end of that show, man. I don't know. People are saying he can't use that finisher anymore. He's still using it at the end, but I don't know how I get this. <laughs> it's, it's okay, yes, yeah, so that's a pet peeve of mine, but oh, I think Orange is doing really good stuff right now with the title, and he's actually raising the stock. So, I mean, whoever beats him. He's going to be, become a made man after that. But I thought the standout guy was AR Fox because I thought he just put on a showing of a lifetime. And, uh, why are you laughing? Why are you fries? You know? I thought I was, to be transparent, I was laughing at just the fact that you liked the match, you felt the need to start this the way you did is. <laughs> Unbelievable! <laughs> like you only revealed you liked it, but you started with I don't know. Like, you were so mad. Like, well, I mean, everybody was saying yesterday that well, he can't use his fist because he has a broken no, hand. Maddie, the thing is, like the way that Orange like finishes his matches these days is that he just like he's getting more desperate to just end the matches. Like the deep goes into them because he's been he's been champion for so long, and his matches just get harder and harder for him. That's the whole thing. It's not that he can't hit it. It's like he just doesn't have a chance to because he's just desperate to get out of the match. Yeah, yeah man. Like you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> just throw up your do-rags one time for AR Fox, man. He's fucking awesome. Oh, man. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, man, every time I watch AR Fox, I'm like, this is the real guy, Gravity. He's, awesome. guy. he's doing crazy shit, yeah. bro. Like, that when he ran off the post, like it's a matrix or something, and it just landed on him. That spot was so sweet, man. So, so sweet. Yeah, I just, he's awesome. I, I was actually like, for a second there, I actually thought he was going to beat Orange. And then when he turned heel, which 
kind of rude because I didn't really expect that. So I can't wait to see what he does with the embassy. Yeah, man. Uh, and obviously, after uh, after all this went down, uh, Orange Orange Cassidy's kind of you know he's left in the middle of the ring after AR Fox was just kind of you know he's hitting with the larrit from behind. He's kind of you know he's oh, what the fuck just happened and <laughs> Mark just runs up in there and savages poor guy you know he kicks the shit out of him, Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, he does. He does. Yeah. This was a a cool moment. I like the way they attached it on top of something else, which made the people kind of surprised they were getting more. You know, that, that's always a cool mm-hmm. thing to play around with. Because once you do an angle, the fans kind of settle into like, that's the end of the segment. It was nice. That, but I will say I'm torn between, on some level, like it pops me because you've transitioned Mox and it's saying that's immediately interesting after Blood and Guts. At the same time, I think this was not the strongest show in terms of following up on Blood and Guts in the most compelling fashion, you know, and, and I think mm-hmm. hopefully they aren't going to just leave some of the things that were left behind last week. They aren't going to just leave them there forever. It's only one week, so I'm not going to be dramatic about it, but, like, I don't think it was the most interesting follow-up for the character John Moxley necessarily. But putting that aside as a bigger picture thing, I'm absolutely into him versus Orange Cassidy, so I was excited by this direction, so... Kind of split on that thing, you know? Fair enough. Uh, you know, at least, you know, we've got some follow-up, but maybe not the most uh, ideal, you know? Um, anyone got anything to add about Mox just kind of savaging poor Orange? Good. I'm glad he knows all of them. Oh, Chris Jericho and Don Kelly's backstage. Uh and basically, the gist of this is Don Caddis is trying to manipulate and offering Chris Jericho a chance to team with Takeshita. But this will be against Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara. Uh, Jericho kind of reluctantly basically accepts. And um, yeah, Jericho reveals a new... No, Don Caddis reveals a new painting. One of his, uh, his classic paintings that he gets made himself in Jericho back when Don Caddis had hair a very long time ago. Um, ridiculous, but you know, popped popped a lot of people. This and uh, more Jericho Don Cali stuff. Um, it seems like Don Cali is getting closer and closer to landing his man, Charlie. What do you think? Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I don't really know what I think about it. It's like we're like what three, four weeks into this now of mm. like this happening. I am excited at the prospect of Takeshita and Daniel Garcia being in the ring together, even if it isn't a tag match. So I'm excited that we're getting that out of this. But I don't know how I feel about this whole Don Callis family thing yet, with Jericho being the main build of it so far. Yeah. I'm just I'm just kind of seeing where it's going. Well, to that point, I think it's t- they need to start really ramping up the focus on Takeshita here shortly after yeah. work, you know? Yeah. It feels like he's very much been a plot device in what Don Callis is doing. And I understand that's good for Heat's sake because Don is the Heat, you know, he's the guy they're booing. But Takeshita's a superstar in the making. You don't want to just let him kind of fade to the background. I'm not saying they've even gone that far. It's just, to me, he's very much a part, a piece of the the machine when I thought, like, you know, you should make him the centerpiece in a way that I don't think they've quite tapped into yet, for my money anyway. So hopefully they do that here in the coming weeks. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. And obviously, the recent reports from Fault for Select, for, um, according to New Japan sources, Will Ospreay does have a match at uh, AEW All-In at Wembley Stadium. And uh, as far as they're aware, it's Chris Jericho. 
So you throw that into the mix as well. So how do you get from point A to point B with that? You know. Um, well, I guess Don and Will kind of were aligned at Forbidden Door, right? I guess. I guess that's what they're gonna do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw. I see people shitting on this match on Twitter, man. Let me tell you, that match didn't kick ass when it happens. At one blue. I agree. So. No, I agree. I, I think it'll be good. I I think the debate is more whether it's the most interesting way to use Will. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have really I it isn't saying that's gonna like keep me up at night. Um you sure? I do think it's a big match. Yeah, I'm pretty confident. Um it, it's it is a big match. I don't think it's the most inspired matchmaking you can give Will Ospreay at this point, but I don't disagree with you, Manny. I think it'll be a good time. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm not really in the mo- I'm not really like rushing to see Kenny Osprey three, so I mean, I, it's yeah. kind of cool to see. That wouldn't, be my top, that wouldn't be my top pick for Osprey all in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what do we think of this? Ben Dixon says that he thinks Jericho makes what Kalis is doing less interesting, uh, and Jericho does kind of have that like uh, that shadow around him, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, where there is definitely a amount of people that are kind of like the role. The role is when he gets himself involved with these things. Um, where do we find ourselves on it? I don't know if it's just me. I don't know. I just The, the last couple of weeks I've seen Jericho, he just looks like lost. I don't know if it's like uh, on purpose or he's, yeah, I guess it's doing, um, he just looks like disheveled. I don't know. He just looks like a guy that's like lost. He's looking for a purpose and it's just been popping me. So I am kind it of just interested. Kind of feel like point. it's meandering. Like they're trying to get to a point but they can't make that point yet, so it's just kind of dilly dallying its way through the weeks, and it's just not great. Oh yeah, he's he's doing his full blown pro wrestling acting at the minute. You know, oh, he's going for it. Couple he, he, yeah, yeah, he's he's. Um, just, you know. I think that might be the problem with using some guys that you want to use that are in the G one because you're like, well, we can't use Osprey because he's busy. Because if that if that is the match, you know, you can't yeah. really move anything along. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I think it's like. I actually quite like the core idea of this angle. And I think some of the segments have been good. I like the first live segment quite a bit. Um, Even the second one, I think I remember liking. But it's... Look, I think the issue for a lot of us is I just think there is like a general kind of... I think it would help Chris to like go away for a little bit after Wembley. And I don't don't even think that's like a slight. He has been all over their TV and he's been pivotal to their success. And people, look, we all have our fun with, with Chris Jericho. But let's be real. He has been pivotal to AEW success. I mean, let, last fall, when things were tough, he kind of rolled back the years in terms of the match quality. Some of the character mm-hmm. stuff we were not so keen on, but he had some incredible matches in that run. I just think at this point, he would benefit from just two or three months off, you know, and, and then post Wembley, that is. He obviously should work Wembley. So mm-hmm. hopefully that's ahead because I think that would actually help everyone, to be honest. I agree. I do agree, to be honest. Um, next up on Dynamite, though. Moving back to the show. Blackpool Combat Club backstage segment. Uh, Castanoli calls out Pack, a follow-up to the ROH title at death before dishonor. Uh, Marks it interrupts his stable mates with basically just a stern warning to the Lucha Bros and best friends prior to the main event later on tonight. Um... You know, Mox he keeps it short and sweet, you know. He says what he means to say. No uh you know, there's no fat to trim. He's it's Mox man, he's uh good promo. Don't think we have too much to add about it, you know. Uh but yeah, we had uh this one it was a bit more interesting. We might have something to add. Jack Perry in ring interview. Um 
right, so Jack Perry's obviously he's just won the FTW title off. Hawk is the first man to defeat Hawk, and he is wearing a t-shirt that says as much on him. Uh, he's also wearing orange shorts, and he's basically just a big middle finger up to Hawk, to be honest. Um, and uh, <clears throat> and he, you know, he's he's still working on this whole persona, Jack Perry. You know, he's he's got the music. He's trying to walk with a bit more swagger. He's being a bit of a dick to everyone. And, uh, you know, he gets in the ring. He, he basically insults the FTW title, and, you know, and ECW. And he's just healing it up. And uh, he's interrupted by <laughs> Jerry Lynn, Joe Hall, but could you believe it? And, um, yeah, basically, he, <laughs> they're squaring up, bro. They're looking like they're ready to go. And, uh you know, Jerry Lynn explains that ECW is the reason that Jack Perry is in the business today. Um, I'm not sure how true that actually is, but, you know, you got to say what you got to say. It's a wrestling promo. Manny, Jerry Lynn, he's, uh, he's looking to kick the shit out of this ungrateful piece of shit kid, you know. I'm always a big fan of old fuckers, you know, coming back and beating up guys. So, I mean, can't wait to see this Jerry Lynn and Jack Perry match. Um you think the wrestle? Yeah, I think so. I They're think doing Jerry... a face-off next week. So, Look, I don't know how Tony does it, but he gets these old guys to come back for one last ride, and I hope he does it because I want to see what a six-year-old Jerry Lynn does with the Jungle Boy. So I think I think it'll be fun. Fun as the graps all around. Jerry Lynn is, you hmm. know, he's like, what? I'll be like late, late 50s, early 60s now. He's yeah. uh, he's getting on Joe. Uh, scary times ahead for the old man. Yeah, I don't think he's going to wrestle. I think it's a setup for something else. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I liked. I thought Jack had much more confidence here, which is a positive. The presentation is still very much like four different ideas like jammed together, which is what it is. Um, I gotta say, I just maybe this is a blind spot for me. It could be. But like doing the ECW stuff in this time and era, I mean, it's just I can't, I can't do it, man. I'm sorry. I, I'm sure there's an audience for it. That's like you tell him, Jerry Lynn. You tell him about what ECW did. But it's like it's 2023, man. Kind of leave the memories alone. You know, I don't need Jerry Lynn walking out talking about ECW's impact on the business. It's just, it's just to me, it's like it's so past the time of which this needs to be happening, <laughs> happening on TV. Yeah. But, uh, honestly, I, I didn't. Be- honestly, couldn't believe that chunk. Jack Perry was a ECW fan. And I, said, I just didn't see it, man. I just... I don't know, he How old me. is Jack Perry? I don't know, like 22? No, he's a ECW. little bit older than that. Oh. Yeah, he's older, but ECW died in 2001. You know, it's like... Yeah. I think he's I like know, 26, I just, so... He was a fan guy. I think it's awesome how much of an affinity Tony has for promotions of the past. And I know <laughs> he loves ECW, and that's super cool. But at the same time... You have just sold nearly 80,000 tickets in a stadium. You do not need to be doing ECW tribute spots in 2023. Like, you're your own thing. Move on. You know, and, I, and again, that, you know, I'm sure that will pop people and I, I get if it does you, but it's just for me, it's like I just roll my eyes. I just don't need it at this point. Charlie, do you need it? Mm, not really. This isn't, it's not really for me. I'm interested to see if it is segueing into someone coming in, but I don't really. Like, outside of that, I don't really care about this angle for Jack Perry. I guess it's good that they're actually doing something with him. But I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> this segment, it was just kind of a segment. Like, 
it just kind of made me laugh. I was a bit confused. <laughs> like, I don't know, yeah. I didn't know why we were doing this, but I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, so, um, I thought this fucking sucked, to be honest. Um, <laughs> so, like, yeah. this, uh, it's hard, like, the Jack Perry thing's quite hard because it's, like, I really want it to work out for him because I think he's a really good in-ring wrestler. There's like a lot to like there. He's been branded as a pillar and he's obviously seen as very important to the company. So it would be more of an ideal if when he does a big change, like turning heel or doing any sort of character change or go on any sort of title charge or anything like that, is that it feels important and he gets time. And I guess they are giving this a real chance, you know, which kind of makes it even more like unfortunate. Um, but, you know, uh, Jack Perry, as a heel, he's definitely far from the most natural thing in the world. Uh, even if he is growing in confidence, it's just not working for me at all. He gets decent heat, though. Uh, my issue with it would be how long does that actually last? So, because, obviously, him turning heel is still very fresh. He was very much a beloved baby face, so that's always going to get some heat for a while. He's just beat Hook, and... Um, that's got heat, and hopefully, booking-wise, they can kind of keep the momentum going with keeping the heat up, because I think if he's just left to his own devices out there as a heel, I think that heat will die down pretty quickly, because the promo segments are just not... The box head just kind of sucks, and you got Jerry Lynn walking out there, like, fucking 63 years of age, talking about ECW 30 years fucking down the line, and it's like, what are we doing here, bro? You know, Wembley's in a month. <laughs> like, um... Well, well, yeah. That's, I, I didn't that's dislike the, the promo as much as you, but I will say I'm surprised by how like immediate, like prelim, Jack stuff feels. You know, like it very much feels like just a guy on the shaft turning heel immediately, which I think is kind of surprising considering the investment in him. But yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I thought the, I thought the hook, the vignette thing, the hook. Yeah, was it? Yeah, hook sucked too. I didn't. I didn't really get the artistic thing about him disappearing. <laughs> oh, it's because it's just cool. It's cool aesthetic, man. You, you just don't get it. You're not down with the kids, my bro. Like, what? What? What's? It's like, what's it's cool, like a, man. You know. It's like, it's like, like the watching... behind it. It's like he lost his belt and now he's disappeared. He doesn't know what to do with himself. Like, I don't know, I just it'll, be cool he, it cool, it'll be cool when he pops up again in like a few weeks. So. Hey, Manny, why don't you follow the product, bro? I just thought he looked like Batman. He looked like Batman or something. You know when like the train's going by real well, fast and he just disappears. How many, how many he has this mysterious aura. So you know, there's nothing mysterious about him. He's Taz's son. <laughs> he doesn't talk. When he, he does like, talk, people pop for it. So. He likes chips. I mean, uh, you know, he's crazy. He can be mysterious and like chips. Those things are not yeah. necessarily mutually exclusive. Um. I need a palate cleanser. Uh, <laughs> the weekly steel chair, five pounds. Uh, Devil's rising here. Appreciate member of the uh, Wrestle Purist Galaxy. Uh, always supporting. Appreciate very much. Just wishing you guys well to more great wrestling content. Thank you very much. Listening to the pod, rewatching Okada versus White Wrestle Kingdom 17. It's a great match. Great match. White. Um, God, it's so cold. I was gonna I was gonna just put over White Lock he's not in there with Okada. <laughs> I, I love the I love Long J White matches. It's probably one of my favourite genre mm-hmm. matches to be honest. Um yeah. Brother just gets it, you know. Um Master 94199, appreciate you as always. If Osprey with Kali's elite story, uh do Osprey versus Hangman. Um I mean, yeah, obviously, Osprey versus anyone uh, in the elite would be fucking, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 
um, pretty much anyone in the story that the Elite have just came out of, you know? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> Osprey versus any of those guys is money. So, um, there's definitely a lot of options for Osprey, but of course, the reported rumour and the word in New Japan is that it's going to be Chris Jericho. So, you know, you, you get what you get, brother. You get what you get. Some people will pop for it. I think it will be a pretty good match, but I just don't think it's the optimal match for Will Ospreay and Wembley Stadium. Hidden um, Blade versus Judas Effect, money. <laughs> Big poster. Um, yeah, man. We've we got to get that made. Uh, Darren Cage, $5. Appreciate it as always. A conversation needs to be had about how dumb it's been overhauling the creative process of the product just months before your biggest show ever. Um, okay, I'll just use this to segue it's kind of into another thing. Uh, backstage, a little bit of news backstage in AEW. Uh, Chris Hero, as, as many people know, he was on trial as a producer at AEW. He has now been made a full-time, according to PW Insider. Also, Scotty Too Hotty has been backstage recently at AEW tapings, and he's also uh, doing some agenting and producing, but that is not, uh, that's not full-time, as Chris Hero has been recently revealed as. So, uh, more, more producers, more producers, more agents, more people getting involved backstage. That's like the 39,000th hire that Tony's made in the past few months, it mm-hmm. seems, for that department. Um, we was very much on this channel at least and on this show we was very much of the belief that you know Tony does definitely does need to kind of like delegate how much he's doing and what he's doing um, I'm not sure about how he's set up this system you know but uh, more minds backstage Manny the Hooper uh, what do you think I know, you, I know you're happy about Chris Hero seems like a good hire I love me some Chris Hero but <clears throat> What do all these people do, man? Like, so many. That's exactly. Is, is Tony just hiring like his favorite wrestlers? Where he's like, man, they they don't like they they're not working. So I'm just gonna hire them and then just pay them, you know, just to, you know, maybe talk to some of these guys so they want to listen. And then if not, they have a steady job. And I kind of knew something was up when Hero announced Garcia and uh, Lee Moriarty for his West Coast Pro thing. So I mm-hmm. I kind of figured there was like a. They're they're gonna he was gonna work for him more, but it's just funny seeing like I feel like every week there's like a new creative person backstage and all. I'm like, mm-hmm. what do they do? It's like, yeah, it's like I don't I honestly don't know if Tony's like really booking like or in charge of creative anymore for Dynamite because it feels like a completely different show from when we knew like he was doing it. And I feel like more collisions more like his thing. I mean, I don't know. It just I don't know. I just feel like Dynamite's just completely different from what it used to be creatively. Yeah. Uh, Hulbert, Scotty Too Hotty, Chris Hero, uh, do you think they are minds that AEW talent can benefit from uh, picking it, you know? I mean, Hero is like an encyclopedia. Right? <laughs> that dude's wrestling brain is, is is famous. And I know when when him and Claudio would team, he was so hands-on with those match layouts and stuff. Sometimes I actually would say, like, relatively mixed results. But he was always trying stuff and trying to bring spots back from yesteryear. And very, very smart person. Uh, I'm not as familiar with um, Scott Taylor in that regard. Um, like, but I, you know, I mean, dude's been in the business for 30 years. He was in the, doing jobs in the mid nineties. Oh, yeah, he, like, he gets it. He, absolutely. Yeah. He absolutely, yeah. I'm sure can add. So, yeah, I mean, they both make sense as high as I, it seems to me like they've, they're going to split the, uh, it seems like there's going to be a crew that works on the matches on Saturday and the crew that works on matches on Wednesdays, where it seems like, right. Rather than having the agents work both shows. That's what it seems. So seems. 
what we don't yeah, know. Just, ba- you know? just based on the bodies. You <laughs> Seems like they're kind of just floating around that there. You know? like, <laughs> based on the amount of people catering. it feels like it, that's kind of the, the obvious conclusion of draw. Um, yeah. Which makes sense because if the talent's only working one, then it doesn't really make much sense for, you know, Pat Barker ever to go to both towns. So that's fine. I mean, I, I, I don't have a, uh, you know, I'm not going to be heated about people getting agent money. I mean, where's God bless? Good for Zero. <laughs> Yeah, it's always nice to hear when, uh, you know, it's not like, I don't think anyone suspects that, you know, Chris Hero or Scotty Too Hotty are out there making billions of dollars on fucking crypto or NFT or anything, you know, so it's nice to see him, it's nice to see him get a a nice role, man, this is a nice role to lend yourself. Um, Charlie, a lot of hires backstage in AEW, Mm -hmm. what do you make from Chris Hero, Scotty Too Hotty, and even some of the others you can go as far back as... You know, Jimmy Jacobs and Orange Cassidy, Orange Cassidy, Brian Danielson. Um, you know, there's a lot going on back there. I think it's always good to have more people to like pick the brains of. And that I was actually at the West Coast Pro Show where Chris Hero announced that he was like on board with them and doing stuff with them. So it's pretty cool to see him like in such a short space of time go from doing that to having a job at AEW as well, doing the same thing. Because, like, he's been doing good stuff with the West Coast Pro Shows. Like, he, he's a good... He's, like... He's booked some good shit for him. So, I think that he's definitely a positive addition. I don't really know all that much about Scotty Too Hotty, but I'll take your guys' words for it, that he's a sound person to add. But, yeah, I, hopefully it's just all good stuff for the company and makes things easier for Tony in the long run. Yeah, whenever people talk about Scotty Too Hot, they always have very uh, positive things to say about him, especially mm-hmm. from his time back at NXT as a coach right. and stuff. And uh, when he talks about wrestling, because, uh, you know, we've done a few rounds of podcasts when he first got uh, released from over there. You know, he's, he's definitely got... He's, he's switched on, he gets it. And uh, like I said, people have always had very nice things to say about him. Uh, seems like a pretty cool guy. And... You know, he was a uh, he was he was very he was a very much part of a very very hot act in one of the hottest periods in wrestling history. So uh, yeah, so whenever a guy's you know whenever a guy's most famous for playing a role like that one, it often gives them a great kind of perspective that helps them work with talent. You know, because they've they've experienced do? different things. Well, Scotty Too Hot, he probably wasn't the character that he dreamed up. He very much was a comedy role because he was a really talented wrestler. But that was the role for yeah. him to play. Which, which obviously helps him when he's talking to a talent who has to do something similar, right? Sometimes it's not about being the, the most expansive version of you. It's about being the, the version that makes the most sense for the show. So I, I think it helps in that regard. Uh, yeah. For someone like me that's not very knowledgeable of Scotty Too Hardy, what do you do? Well, he would like, he was, they, they danced a lot, you know? They were like a comedy act. So have you ever seen, have you ever seen a video of like Rikishi, Scotty Too Hardy? Yeah. Uh, grandma you know, sticks it and they'll like, all do the dance and the butt guy. Yeah, they were they, they were an act yeah. together. They would dance. Scotty's big thing was the worm. Have you seen the worm mm-hmm. in a wrestling or non wrestling context? Oh, I've seen the worm <laughs> in a dancing sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he would do that and then like for a forearm or whatever. So the hand. What did he like a chop? It was like a chop. Was yeah, it was like an elbow drop thing, didn't it? Yeah. Well, anyway, he was like they were a comedy act, and they got over huge in like two thousand range that time. It was, um, uh, yeah, yeah, they were, yeah. It's, it's good that you bring it up, though. You know about uh, about like how it wasn't like probably what he was dreaming of when he was doing yeah. the Scotty Too Hot. In uh, you know that that was kind of too cool, bro. Like no one, whenever you say to any fan that was like around like watching wrestling back then, you know, you mention uh, too cool to them. They're not thinking about like. 
you know, the work rate of Scotty Too High and Brian Christopher, but they, they could work, man. They could work. Um, had a lot of not a nice undercard matches back in the day, short but sweet, and uh, the rack as a whole was over as fuck, so shout out Scotty Too High, man. I've, I've always been a fan. Always, always. So hopefully, uh, hopefully you can land a permanent role like Chris Hero has. Um, Alright, more super chats. Chitown Spurs, $5. Don't care about ECW, but happy to see Jack Perry getting heat for simply existing. You got a really good reaction this week. Yeah. yeah. From a heel perspective, a really good reaction. So I agree. Yeah, man. Like I said, yeah, you got some nice heat last night, man. And that kind of carried through the segment, I think. And, um, you know, my only worry would be would be what I was mentioning earlier. It's like it's very fresh at the moment. He's just beat Hook, etc. And it, I don't want it to be one of those things where it's super reliant on booking and him having to like have to do something that attracts super heat every couple of weeks um, to keep it going because his actual character stuff. I just don't think it's going to carry the heat uh, long term. But we'll see. I'd happily be wrong because I want Jack Perry to be successful. I think um, it's for when I think it's for when AEW does stuff like that. I don't know why they just don't keep them from wrestling. They just rely on just character stuff. Why don't you just let them be a heel in the ring and see if that gets over, you know, their strengths? Mm. I don't know. We're going to do a lot of things to do. Yeah. Uh, Zayn one ninety nine. Logan the German agrees with Monty. Hates the theme. Shout out Zayn's German Shepherd. He's, what was it? He's five foot seven, 115 pounds. He's a big boy, you know? Wait, what? Uh, you know what, Manny? Let's just move on. Let, let Manny just think whatever he wants to think about the <laughs> comment, you know? <laughs> Darren Walker, five pounds. Jack Perry versus Bully Ray at half oh, No. Well, how does that work? Because Jack Perry's a heel now. Like, what? Oh, that's Ooh. Bubba's favourite play. Being a babyface like ECW protector guy. That's his favourite shit, bro. Talking about the blood, sweat and tears. The miles on the road. Bully Ray trying to be a babyface now would be like... Fucking incredible. You know? Um incredible. Incredible to see the effort. Um That's crazy. Before out one C one ninety nine. I call him Hack Perry. Thank you, Hulberto for life. Appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate it. But yeah, Jack Perry, man. Um like I said, I, I really want it to work out for him because I think he's a great wrestler. And I feel like a lot of people are kind of uh I feel like there's a little bit of cope going on with him at the minute, you know. Because mm. like, oh. he's so good in the ring, it's like you can't be like, "Oh, Jack Perry sucks." Like you can't say that; it's ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? But it's like, what is he doing right now? <laughs> you know, right, I don't disagree. But it is you have it's still early days, man. It takes time. You don't immediately turn here when it like clicks in an instant. You gotta give it time. You know, it does. It does. Um, yeah, man. Like I said, I hope it does work out for him, man. Because Jack Perry is good wrestler. He's a good talent, man. Um, hope he kicks the shit out of Jerry Lynn when they're the face to face next week and uh, you know we get we get a saviour of ECW whether that's Bully Ray Rob Van Dam or some other some other guy that's been spoken about you know Devon Devon <laughs> brother Devon coming out Devon versus Jack Perry <laughs> Christ yeah man um, but yeah he's the Sandman you know um <laughs> Well, hold on. I would pop for that. <laughs> <laughs> Raven. Salmon's probably not regressed that much either, you know, because yeah. you know the point that you, the point that we we're starting at in the first place was certainly a point, you know. <laughs> imagine imagine, imagine Metallica and Wembley. 
That's yeah. I was just thinking <laughs> into Sam at Wembley. I may have been too quick to to shoot this down. I don't know. Mm. I'm thinking about this now. Right. Maz fan says, "Who is the best active in ring ECW legend right now?" Seven. I mean, it's gonna no, be RVD is better than Sabu now, bro. It's like, gonna be Rob. I mean, it's gonna be Van Dam. Mm-hmm. No, there's got no. There's probably someone that just gets forgotten about. You know, um, who are ECW giant legends, bro? Um, Christian Cage. <laughs> they, must not, they must not be legends if you can't remember them. So man. that is a fair point, you know. But it was a long time ago, man, and I didn't watch it live at the time, you know. It's uh, all real. Tanaka's a good call. Chat's right. Yeah, Masato Tanaka is the right. Oh, yeah. That's it. CM Punk. You <laughs> <laughs> feel like. It does feel like Van Dam is going to be the guy who is then rolling the off. Going, right? <laughs> Get Taz um, back in there. Oh, fuck it. The, the fact that it's Jerry yeah. Lynn would suggest is Van Dam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Dreamer. Jesus. Uh, Dreamer's been active, mate. You know, he's been on Impact Pay Per Views, brother. Sure. Uh, I'm surprised. Jericho, technically, ECW as well. Uh, well, not a legend, though. You know, it's not really a promotion people associate with him at all. So. Um, Jack Perry, Pat Jerry Lynn promo. Um, next up, we had a DMD, Britt Baker promo. It's just a promo putting herself over before the match with Taya Valkyrie later on in the night. Pretty inoffensive. Uh, and then we got Pack versus Gravity. Uh, this was very much just an internet beat playing out on national television. And you can make of that what you will. You know? Um, <laughs> As it was said when he was Adrian Neville packing WWE and he was billed as, you know, the man that uh, Gravity forgot. He was referred to that in commentary, etc., etc. And, uh, you know, they, they played out the bit. Like I said, live on national television. Obviously, obviously the perfect place for which I hold. But what do you think? The match was all right. I don't know if they needed to actively explain the bit by having Pac introduce himself and having Excalibur, you know, explain to Tony Schiavone this. So I don't know if that was, you know, I don't know if it needed to have that kind of detail work at play. But once they got to the match, I thought it was fine. I mean, Gravity is not uh, the most polished yet, but I actually thought he was okay here. If nothing else, he got Pac a win on TV and it was an inoffensive, what was it, eight minutes in that, in that range? Like, I, I had no uh, real issue with it. I mean, fair enough. Uh, Manny, what do you recommend? I probably wouldn't have done this match, but uh, I probably, if I was going to introduce Gravity to uh, the wider audience, I probably would have had him against another fast-paced wrestler and all that instead of Pac, who slows it down. But, I mean, there's no point armchairing, armchair quarterbacking a, a show that's already over. So, I mean, fuck it. To be fair, Taz did sing Gravity, which may have made this worthwhile. That was, that was for the highlight, I thought. But, yeah. Charlie, big fan of Gravity. I've enjoyed what I've seen of him. I liked the match. I thought it was fun little time. I didn't really need them explaining the bit, because yeah. if you get it, you get it. But yeah. it is what it is. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I have nothing against it. I thought it was all right. Yeah, AEW Dynamite and national TV is not the place for this horseshit, to be honest, is it? Um, you know, you've got this, you've got this completely unknown with a fucking proper like, you know, it's the gimmick is it's 
It is what it is, man. But it's just kind of, again, I'm going to say this a lot on this podcast. We're a month out from Wembley, mate. You know, mm. your, your women's division's in the fucking shambles. And, uh, but we can find 10 minutes for this. Like, it's just, what was the meaning of this? You know, what, where, where, does, where does it stand well, now? I know so basically, like, the bit's paid off. It's like, he used to be no one got it in the building. Oh, <laughs> like, you know, it's uh, it's like Pac doesn't even wrestle like that no more. It doesn't even make sense. To, why would you even bring it up? Pack is yeah, only doing round and pound. Place, I mean, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And he was doing his fucking dumb fucking <laughs> the gravity with Tiger Style just brought it up in the in the chat. <laughs> I feel like he's just done it to be spiteful to him. You know, fucking well, he's, wa- he's walking a... around like oh he's got no gravity. It's like what the fuck are we doing here, bro? That's a, like, that's a pretty good bit. That's no, it's not, Joe. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Fuck. <laughs> it made Peck laugh on the national tour. That was pretty funny. Fuck. I, I, I don't disagree with you on the point of booking it, but I think you're going too far with disliking the walk. The walk is quite funny. Yeah, it was actually pretty funny, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've been fucking owned and I know, you know what I mean? But <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Know. What is... You know. I, mean, like, I don't need. I don't need ten minutes in my te- oh, just, Come on, Tony, bro. Fuck me. Get off. Get off the internet for fucking ten minutes, will ya? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come on, did you, um, have you thought that maybe uh, luchadors are very popular? Pardon? Luchadors are very popular. Not him. No one fucking knew who he was a week ago, bro. <laughs> like, what we no, we knew who Rey Mysterio was a week ago. You know, oh, week come <laughs> on, <laughs> man. <laughs> not, not, all legend, not all legends are born in one day. Yeah. This time. Oh, come on. That was quite the comparison. Especially as that video of Rey Mysterio's debut was going around on Twitter the other day. Yeah, and he got <laughs> Especially as Manny, every time anyone mentions like a comparison to Ray about like a modern lucha, like it, it annoys him how much Ray Mysterio and Eddie gets brought up, and that was his go-to mm-hmm. right there. Like, what an artist! Like, Phoenix, I mean, come on, bro. I mean, I don't know. What, what else? Luchador. I mean, like I said, for psychosis. It's but... Manny coming back with that retort after conceding that he doesn't think this match should be on Dynamite makes it even better. <laughs> also, I guess like. Even even to not go to the extreme of Rey Mysterio, like, man, it's like, you know, everyone starts off unknown at some point, but fuck, man, at least, like, you know, if, like, a Vikingo, like, bro, when you see Vikingo first, when you see Vikingo for the first time, you know you've seen fucking Vikingo, you get me? You've seen something mm-hmm. different, you've seen someone who's, like, very clearly impressive, uh, whether you're into that thing or not, um, you're going to remember what you've just seen. With this gravity dude, like, what are we doing? Like, to be fair, have you again, ever seen the walk before? <laughs> Look, Monty, to, look, to be fair, they did an album. Oh, Monty, Monty, look. It was a big day for space. You got aliens and you got gravity debut. I mean, I mean, people are going to remember this forever. You know, it's a good point by Manny. <laughs> you should consider that. <laughs> what is going on, man? I just... National kid. television. Fuck. Like, Again, you know, we're a month out from fucking Wembley. The division, the vision, the women's division's crying for help. It's drowning out there. It's been crying for help forever. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bro, I'd rather watch. Oh, mate. 
Fuck. Be careful. Be careful what you ask for right now. <laughs> I'll just I'll just think this is I'll just think what are we doing here, bro? You know. As soon as he got announced, I was like, what the fuck are we doing here? Then yeah, and the fuckers and the fuckers went ten minutes. I thought Pac was just gonna kill him. They had a match, what the fuck? Who is this for? Um I need to Yeah. You know, fuck my opinion. You know, um, we're moving on. Zayden Nadu, one night. We'll post a photo of Logan on the YouTube link to it. Go for it, or or pull it up at the end of the podcast or something. We want to shout out Logan, the German Shepherd. Man, who looks very concerned as his dog in the background looks game ready. You know, <laughs> shout out Manny's dog. Yeah, she's shaking. I don't know what she wants. I mean, um, Monty and Dax hating fun in wrestling, very sportful. Short on Spurs with the five dollars. I don't hate fun, bro. You know, I'm here. You know, it's just no. If you there's got to be, there's like... got to be, be some purpose to be. You know, it's got to be fucking. It sounds like someone would say piece, who hates know? fun, Monty. I'm sorry to say, I mean, yeah. you know, I he just... did a moonwalk. He did. Fuck the time out. Wait, he did the moonwalk. Well, not a, not a moon, not 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 one that takes talent, man. You know, not one that takes talent. The fucking. I was like, why just a moonwalker? Walking like you've got fucking space boots. Never mind. You know. Fucking these reviews would be the death of me. Anyway, um, Jordan's Spurs five dollars. I don't hate fun, brother. No, I don't. I don't hate fun, you know. We're having fun right now, you know. Uh, we're having fun at my pain, you know, and I, I can see the humour in it, you know. Yes, and I'm along for the I'm along for the ride, you know. I'm happy Appreciate to talk to people. Uh, Darren Walker, five pounds. Appreciate it as always. We need a ten minute match on Dynamite next week. Gravity versus Keep Sabian. Keep Sabian just for the review, board man. But I'll be cool. I'll I'll no. Just, he won't maybe. be on that one. <laughs> I can't even I can't even articulate a sentence. Right? Um, Brain Buster 499. Gravity's walk was a stroke of genius, man. If Max Moon walk had the if Max Moon had the walk, he would have been world champion in the WWF. Get it together. That's a good point. Absolutely entitled to your opinion, Brain Buster. I appreciate the super chat as always. Keep them coming. And we are going to move on now from gravity before I have an aneurysm. I need Dom to do it now. What was that, man? I need Dom to do it on NXT now to see your reaction. Just just, you know, the thing is as well, like NXT has got shit as on it, but it's NXT, it's supposed to have fucking shit as on it. Like, this is AW Dynamite, like, this is meant to be like the A show of AW, which is meant to be like where the real wrestlers are, you know. This is where this is where the in ring magicians are, and you know, where people are allowed to cut real promos, and people get time, and people get the pushes that they deserve, and not the fucking news and TV time and fucking gravity versus pack. That leads to nothing anyway. Look, to be fair, anyway. there's a lot of shitters on Dynamite all the time, like Pillman, Uno. It's unacceptable. Like, just... Pillman's not on Dynamite all the time. <laughs> He's not even with the company anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, you know, this was good, so this is a nice paddock cleanser. Okay, good. Um, MJF and Adam Cole promo with uh, Renee. And, uh, you know, Adam Cole goes to talk, uh, but MJF jumps straight in. You know, this is his probo time. And um, 
you know, we cut to promo about the upcoming AEW tag team title match that's coming up on Collision, I believe this weekend against FDR. And he just fucking, you know, he takes a little, some nice jabs at, at Cash. You know, he dunks on the mullet, dunks on a few other things, etc., etc. But when he gets to Dax, Joe Hall, but he fucking goes off, you know. He's doing the accent. He's he's bringing up the family. He's talking about CM Punk's jockstrap. He's fucking, he's ripping him apart. He was indeed. Um, this was a tremendous piece of business. I think you're, you saw here a kind of glance at like, what we've talked about as of late in terms of if Max is the babyface leaving this feud, he can absolutely talk shit about guys and remain the babyface. It's the it's the rock template, you know. Like I think you saw that here. Um, this was this was really good. I thought they did a really good job in this little block of TV of like actively promoting the match on Saturday. Mm-hmm. It feels like a big one, right? Saturday's match feels big time. So uh, thumbs up here for sure. Yeah, it does feel like a big bit of business. Uh, just for this part of the promo, Charlie, what did you make of uh, Dax getting his... Uh, he, uh, you know, he, a few shots went forward his way, you know? Mm-hmm. I thought it was very funny. It is, <laughs> of course you did. It feels, <laughs> right. I do feel like a little bit of a hypocrite for liking some of the stuff that Max does now. Because sometimes it is just similar stuff to what he used to do, just aimed at wrestlers that I'm not a huge fan of. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I can get into this. But um, no, I have kind of done a 180 on Max. I am, I wouldn't say I'm officially a fan, but I enjoy his work a lot more now than I used to. So, Listen, number one of the wrestling podcast to playbook is hypocrisy. It's the first thing mm-hmm. you, have to, you have to pass to get your license. Yep. Um, Manny actually had to take the course like 15 times because he was so <laughs> honest and sincere he couldn't ever be a hypocrite so I'm glad to see Charlie you're you're really levelling up here as we go, good stuff yeah nice. Manny's uh, you know Manny's, Manny's never gone back on his word, he's never no, fixed he's up so, an opinion he's never he calls it changed his mind, he, he puts his call in early and he sticks by it, you know, he stands by it. and we have always appreciated that about Manny yeah. Hooper um, um I'm not. I'm not letting up on this MGF man. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fall for it. I, I know as soon as I'm like everybody else, like, oh, I love MJF. He's awesome. He's this. He's that. And then he's just gonna stab me in the back. He's gonna stab me in the back. <laughs> and, he's doing, and he's gonna. <laughs> he's gonna do his horse shit again. Now I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna be here on Russell Pierce. You know, I, I knew all along while everybody's walking back their words. And I won't. I'm gonna stay like a tree and just stay still. I know. I know what's gonna happen. I know what's gonna happen with this MJF guy. It was a really good segment, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. And, uh, as the segment continued, uh, you know the the you know they're putting themselves over as a as the mighty duo. The, the you know the the tag team that's gonna take the gold. And uh, Cole basically says, you know, like about last week when they had that moment when Cole picked up the title, uh, and he was like, you know. Uh, Max, I was just trying to give you the title. There was no, like, you know, I wasn't being any weird about it, you know, at the start. You know, maybe I did want the title, but now we're friends, etc., etc. And MJF, to much, uh, many people's surprises, uh, many people's surprise, excuse my English, um, MJF basically said, win or lose in this tag title match, he's going to give Adam Cole a title shot out of, I love a friendship, mm-hmm. much like Joe Hall, but pretty much predicted. Yeah on our pre-show yesterday. Um, a very interesting development. But as they were, uh, you know, as, as MJF was announcing this, basically, uh, Roddy Strong 
very fired up. He just he comes into frame and he's not happy, you know. He's he, he can't stand the sight of Maxwell and Adam Cole together, you know, and uh you know, him and MJF are kind of like shouting in each other's faces. Adam Cole asks MJF if he can, you know, step away as Adam Cole kind of like speaks to Roddy and sorts this out. Roddy still can't believe that MJF and Cole are friends, etc. etc. And um, you know, Cole basically just tells him, like, yo, know your boundaries, bro. You know, I've got other friends, etc. Yeah. <laughs> etc. Et yeah. So uh, you know, Cole uh Roddy, he was kind of left on his own. He's not happy, building more to the uh Building more to the idea that Roddy may uh, get involved in this storyline, more so than we've already seen going forwards. But Joe, your prediction seems like it's very much on course, mate. It does, but I think with a twist, I think I want to be very careful here, like kind of you know um, expecting this because I think this is the most interesting route. It's saying that Charlie first brought up on the show, and I, I don't want to expect to set yourself up for disappointment, but. It really feels like Cole's the one who's turning here, doesn't it? I mean, good lord. Mm-hmm. It feels like Cole is waiting to get the match signed and sealed for Wembley to me. Yeah. It seems like the bit is going to be that as soon as Max gives him that match, that's the end of it. And he's ahead of Max the whole time here. And Roddy is just oblivious to all of it because he's Roddy, bless his heart. And uh, he's certainly believably oblivious. <laughs> so I... Uh, and that's where we're going. I mean, I, I think this is all really well done, and I think they did a good job of selling you a ticket for Saturday. And it feels like Roddy may be involved on Saturday, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think it's been really compelling. I like this a lot. Yeah, this was uh, probably worth noting that this was a uh, this was a pre-tape. It feels like this could have been done in the arena, though. You know, if you had, yeah. the, you had something like the You know, like the announcement of, like, all right, MJF is going to announce the call that he'll give him a talk shot, you know? Um, you definitely could have got a very good in-ring segment out of that, especially if you give something like that to MGF, who has been known for having very memorable in-ring segments in AEW. But they done a pre-tape, probably filmed a few days ago last week, whenever they did it. So, uh, But it was still pretty good what they were able to do, you know. Um, yeah, Charlie, what did you make of the rest of this? Where do you think Roddy plays into it? What do you think of the total shot being given, etc., etc., etc.? I really enjoyed this. I am still firmly of the belief that Cole's going to be the one that ends up turning because Cole's not a stupid character in AEW. Like they've always portrayed him as kind of like being the smart heel. Like he knows what's going to happen. Like he makes the first move. So now that he's a baby face, like that shouldn't change. So I really can see him trying to get the jump on Max. Like they're going to like shake on the mat or like, they're going to like talk about the match in the ring or whatever. They're going to shake on it. And then Cole's just going to punch him in the face and it's going to get some real heat, I think. So <laughs> I'm, I'm very interested in seeing if that is the route they go with it. Um, the match yeah. on Saturday, I still can't, I still don't know who's winning, which I thought it, it is great in wrestling. You shouldn't be able to predict it, but it's going to be really interesting to see that as well. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the match. I think it's going to be a great time. Yeah, I still think the winning, I can't, you know, as I hilariously said yesterday, Joe asked me why. I was like, I don't know, you know, I just think the winning. Um, I don't, I don't actually want them to, I don't think, though, because I really, I just want, I want FCR versus Books at Wembley, as unrealistic yeah. that may sound, even though there's no rumours of that happening <laughs> right now, it's it's what I want, you know. Um, I kind of, I kind of thought they were going to win the belts, but for whatever reason, the last week, I, I don't know, I didn't get that from this week's like promos to be honest um mm-hmm. 
the fact that they already established the world title idea made me think they wasn't going to win on Saturday. But I'm with you, Charlie. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's definitely like a, I need to see that live situation, which is always good. Yeah. So. It's interesting. Mm. Big match, though. Big, big match. Yeah, absolutely. Nice bit of business, I guess, for as far as pre-tapes go. Um, Willie, 199. Unfiltered Monty is the best. Gravity sucks. I agree. Uh, I appreciate you, I, I guess. Mavs fan, 84199. Monty, can you do a Dax Harwood impression? <sighs> 199. I don't know if that's enough, you know. I don't know yeah. if that's enough. Um, build up to it. Build up to it. Build up. You know, we'll, I'll add it to the pot, though. Um, maybe. Maybe. We'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> Sir, Sir Isaac Newton. <laughs> Fuck. $5. Uh, right, money. I've had enough. It's on site next time. Get your affairs in order. Oh, bro, I'm here, bro. You know, waiting for you. Um, all right. Fuck gravity. Um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I can't wait to show Dax and put Cash. that on the shirt. <laughs> First Wrestle Purist line of merch, you know, just that, just that snuck in at the end. Fuck gravity. Then you get after the physics community comes after you or something like that. <laughs> yeah, the, thi- the, thi- the thing come like a flat earth. I don't, I don't yeah. think gravity is like a real thing. <laughs> uh, good shit. Uh, but yeah, man, Dax and Cash, this was a live promo in the building, but still like backstage. It wasn't like in-ring or anything, but he was live as far as I can tell. No, this was a yeah, they had the blood and guts. They had the blood and guts was, thing in the back. Yeah, this was last week. Oh. Yeah, they even said, honestly, they taped this last week. So in the timeline, this happened before they cut a live promo, but they aired it after. Why? Why did it? Dax had that strange shirt on. Wait, they got two promos last night? No, I'm saying no. no I'm saying Saturday did a live promo. Last yes. Wednesday they taped the promo to air the following Wednesday. <laughs> Old school grabs, brother. They even said yeah. to be clear, they wasn't trying to lie to him. They said last yeah. week, so yeah. Okay, right. Well, Dax and Cash, it was kind of a, re- it was like a retaliation to the promo and yeah. of what Dax thought. MJF was going to say, but he happened to just touch on all the things that MJF did actually say. So I don't know how much actual guessing was involved there, you know. <laughs> you know, Dax done his thing where he was just like, oh, I guess well, I can guess that you, you know, you said something about my accent and my family and da da da. And they're just kind of, you know, they cut an FTR promo, brother, you know, they're ready to defend tag wrestling. Cash is getting more comfortable. You know? Cash, yeah, I've always really good in these two pros. Like, I think Dax, I think there is a good promo in here. I agree with you that I don't necessarily think he had the best approach with, I didn't see your promo, but let me respond to every point. Um, probably could have edited that some, but, I, you know, I think they did a good job with this. I, Again, I think the, the main thing is, while I know everyone's having fun with it, Dax Harwood, the character, and we'll leave it at the character, would absolutely resent the fact that MJF did a dance-off in the, t- the tournament final. Like, that is absolutely yeah. in character. It makes absolute sense. So I haven't got any issue with the way he's portrayed there. I think it makes sense. And I think it's going to pay-, pay off on Saturday because I think there's going to be some antics at the start of the match and then it's going to get really physical, right? Like, there's going to be a big chop exchange or something. Mm-hmm. It's going to heat up. So, very excited. Yeah, man. Fired up. It should be a good one. Absolutely. Um, speaking of good ones, uh, speaking of two people that cannot 
can, can't have a bad one, really. Uh, Derby Alley, Swirl Strickland. They had their second or third match in AEW. Um, all of them have been really good, man. This one... I don't know where really. I don't know where I'd rank this one. This one's the best one. Oh, possibly, possibly. It was my favourite one. Yeah, there we go. Unanimous, pretty much. Um, this was this was really good, man. I don't I don't really know what to say about it other than this was really good as expected because it's Derby Island and Swerve and they've got unique offense and Derby takes sick bumps and they've done some cool spots and this was just good shit. Do you know what I mean? This was a good match and they've done an angle after with AR Fox. Where um you know it kind of it's playing off what happened earlier with AR Fox and, and Derby and you know AR Fox cost Derby the match boy getting involved and it just made me laugh. I was like hooded up, but we didn't know who it was, even though he was still yeah. in like, the cargoes and everything. So come on, yeah. <laughs> like, we know damn well who it was. Um, and then uh, yeah, man, AR Fox joins the Mogul Embassy after Swerve gets the win. But like I said, good match. Pretty decent angle, I guess. You know, AR Fox joining the Mogul Embassy seems like a pretty positive, positive move. Um, big fan, big fan of this. Uh, good bit of TV. Manny, what do you think? Monty, did you see uh, Prince Nana trying to put a triangle on Nick Wayne at the end? <laughs> he's so awesome. <laughs> he's bro. He's a legend. You know, bro. He's been around for like twenty years now. You know, like. <laughs> He's, he's the man, you know? And I don't really have much to say. Monty pretty much said it for me about this match, mm-hmm. but I'm just shocked that they've done a great job keeping this feud between Darby and Swerve alive while at the same time at the same time it not being on TV all the time. Because this is one of, I think this is a sleeper for one of the best feuds in AEW right behind the the Elite and BCC. I mean, this is this is really good stuff and I can't yeah. wait to see where it goes from that for, from here. Yeah, man. Uh, anyone got much more to add? Because, like I said, it wasn't the most. Has anyone got anything to add on AR Fox joining the Mogul Embassy? I I like that a lot because I think that means yeah. more consistent TV time for AR Fox, and more specifically, in a short term. But he's probably I think they're going to be doing a thing at Wembley, right? Probably with Sting or something of that effect. It feels like it. I mean, I guess you could do Christian and uh, you could do Christian and Luchasaurus versus Sting and Darby, I suppose, but. I don't know. It feels like there's something to kind of watch for there, but uh, I like it for AR Fox. As for the match, it was really, really good. These guys have such yeah. good chemistry. They both have slightly unique rhythms, but they they like gel perfectly. Mm-hmm. Hard to yeah. look past Darby Allen as the most consistent wrestler in like AEW history, to be honest. He's Absolutely. like, whenever he's in there, it's worth watching. You put him with a guy who's, who's dynamic and ex- explosive like Swerve. You get some incredible, you know that kick deal that swerved through on the outside. Did you guys see how Ooh, fucking brutal bro. that looked? He jumped. Yeah, the timing together is incredible. Yes, like it absolutely. takes a lot to pull that off and make it look how it did. So it looked brutal. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. We jumped Tremendous the steps, steps, right? Yeah, the sound mm-hmm. on that and the, and the way that Darby did that like knockout. So good lord. Um, yeah, this was really really good stuff. My biggest yeah. thing though. What they do that's not my biggest thing, it's just a big thing to me. It was like what, what they do with uh Brian Cage and Big Bill because they're a team, bro. I, yeah, yeah, but, but the, they're all in on them, though, you know. Yeah, it's because it's weird because Prince Nano was cutting a promo for them, too. So I don't know if Big Bill's a part of the embassy or whatnot. So I don't know, yeah, cool yeah, big, big Bill and Brian Cage that's the team, bro. I feel it feels like they're just gonna silently move Brian Cage away from him without doing like a big 
leaving angle, you know. Right. Um, well, you still have the six-man titles. Yeah, they'll, they'll, be, they'll, they'll just book the match and they'll drop the belt so, you know, on a random Thursday that nobody watches. I will say though, I mean, if you want to do an angle, <clears throat> I'll tune into Rampage to watch Gates of Agony versus Big Bill and Brian Cage. Give me some of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> someone clip, someone clip that, please. But, uh, he's Fired right up, though, man, I mean, yeah. I was on the same thing. But yeah, man, we'll see where all this plays out. Good match, good angle. Hopefully, he has some good stuff for the future. This is the sort of stuff that you should be doing on TV, you know? Um, it's what TV's for, Joe. Um, anyway, backstage with the Jericho Appreciation Society. And, uh, you know, uh, the troops of the Appreciation Society, they're, they're tired of Jericho, man. They want, they want commitment from Jericho, or they can't give it to him. And they seem to be giving up on Jericho as their leader. You know, they kind of leave him in the in the locker room by himself, and he's got some stuff to figure out. Um, Charlie, you know, this mm-hmm. is it's emotional times, man. It is. I'm sure it is for some people. Yeah, I was. I what I watched like the Jericho second. himself. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um. It is interesting to me that, like, with a majority of the JAS, they're just quietly disbanding it like this. Like, the main focus is on Sammy and Danny, and I guess they were, like, the, the main characters outside of Jericho, so... I don't know. It's it's happening. I'm mm. sure some people are enjoying it more than I am, but it's not, like, offensive or anything. It's just not what I watched Dynamite for, so... Yeah, it's not the most electric thing in the world. Uh, Manny, your, uh, your favourite stable's breaking up, bro. JS, oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, fuck, man. Sometimes uh, things come to an end. I mean, I, do. I mean, I don't know what you really want to say about it, but I just I, that's I, very poignant. They're very poignant, man. Many right. Sometimes things come to an end. It's glad to see Tay back, you know. I mean, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> people, are still, people are still talking about gravity in the live chat, which is I don't know why. But, you well, know, we, we, we've moved on. Yeah, you were, you know, you alluded to things a moment ago. Are what? they just? Are they that behind? Or are they? No, Monty did that thing where he was like, "This is the kind of stuff that should be on TV." You know, it should be. Well, yeah, but well, you know, the way you said it was implying there were things on the show that shouldn't be. That's all. Oh, there's loads of those every week, mate. Um. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Where was it? JS backstage. I asked Charlie about it. I asked Manny about it. Hulbert. Yeah. I know you're heartbroken. Oh, my God. I don't know if I can go on much longer. Um, <laughs> I, I, I thought this was actually quite well done. I, there is definitely an ironic pop to it for me because of how hard yes. Chris is trying to act. Yes, indeed. I did think, like, <laughs> there is something I do find compelling about the idea that while these people have been complete pieces of shit, for the last 18 months, at least they were on, they were loyal to each other. And now Jericho is even breaking that, you know, like I do think it's uh, I, I do think it's a, it's a good deal. I, I'm glad they're telling the story. Um, and, you know, I think there's always room to kind of, to do this kind of, because you did invest a lot of time in this act, man. This act was central to that TV in 2022. So I think this is all pretty good, honestly. It's, again, it's nothing groundbreaking, but I think it's decent TV. Yeah, man, they've been through the ups and downs together. You know, and you know, they've kept it low to the soil, bro. You know, Jericho's yeah. the one ditching them. It's it's disgraceful, you know. Well, 
It's disgraceful. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, Dunmas, $5. He says that Tajiri hitting Jack Perry with a buzzsaw kick going to hit like crack. That's right, Tajiri. <laughs> well, hold on. There's some, there's some ideas. I appreciate this. This is I'm not as down yeah. on this idea as I used to be, you know? Imagine how much time um, you have to pay to jury to do a job to Jack Perry. Sizable fee, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> um, what if they bring psychosis back in for a night? Shout out the Oracle of Wrestling. That's what we say, and that happens, brother. <laughs> DV, it'd be DVR and Dynamite again. Anyway, what's next, money? What's wrong, mate? Bring back our DMD versus Tyre Valkyrie. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, a lot of talk about this match. Uh, I was going to say for better or for worse, but mainly for worse. Um, this was this was fucking brutal. You know, um, there's no sugar coat in it. Absolutely not. Um, it started off pretty brutal. It wasn't as brutal at the end, but it was still, you know, um, that were just it just wasn't there. It wasn't their best of days, man. It was not their best of days. Britt Baker, of course, I know she's not exactly fucking, you know, she's not exactly, you know, Mercedes Monet out there. She's never had that reputation anyway. But, you know, she can she can normally get through matches pretty inoffensively and normally it's not as brutal as this. Um, Taylor is not the sort of wrestler that you'd associate with carrying lesser wrestlers to, like, good matches, you know. Um and, uh, yeah, not too much on Taya, because I do think that she probably was the more competent half of this match. Uh, <laughs> Rick just looks really, like, off the ball, rusty, kind of sloppy out there. Um, it definitely wasn't her best hour. And the, sooner, the thing is, is that I've noticed a few times with Britain singles matches especially, is that when things start to break down a little bit and she gets knocked off a rhythm, it goes, like, really bad, <laughs> you know? Um so, yeah, this was just brutal. And uh, I kind of feel for Brit in a way, because like I said, she's never been, you know, someone that we've regarded as a great worker or anything, but she had a really, like, tough night out there last night, you know. And um, she's one of those wrestlers that I think she's always looked her best. Like, people we always say, like, you know, she's good in the tag matches, but I think there's also a lot to, you know, when she's wrestling frequently and when she's out there frequently and she can get into a rhythm and a flow, her matches are a lot less offensive, you know. And uh, when she has matches once in a while, like this one, it's uh, you can really see the rust, you know. Um, pretty brutal, pretty brutal. And I don't know what the actual fix is because, like, do you just keep giving her matches like this until she picks up a bit of rhythm again, or do you put her in a tag team, or do you kind of just I, I don't know. You know, because like, Britt I mean, Baker's, of course, a very valuable asset to AEW course, as a company. Yeah. So you, it's, you it's tough. Ta- you create a tag title, and you just keep her holding forever. Mm. Until she doesn't need doesn't need the title though. Like, shouldn't you like have the teams? Hmm? I didn't yeah, it's so, like you, you'd make the division first, I guess. Like you'd put Britt yeah. with someone and have her have like a bunch of tag matches and feuds with a few people then. Hopefully after that, there'll be a demand for that then, you know. But mm-hmm. right now, there's no women's tag teams, really. I guess you could say, and you know, Tay J, but Tay is obviously pregnant. Um, yep. Fuck, that's... that's, that's that is, is that yeah. it, you know? <laughs> I will say the match had a 
19 on cage match, and it's up to 214. So it's growing. Um, I think Brit's back is an issue, to be totally honest. She talked about that being an issue earlier this year. And mm -hmm. I, again, uh, to your point, Monty, I'm not saying she was ever a, uh, you know, this like classical worker by any means, but she looks like actively slowed. Yeah. Like she's really struggling to hit anything with any kind of oomph. And again, never the most dynamic wrestler, but like she looks to, to me like she's actively regressed. And I assume that's why. Um, before we get into any, like last week we had a conversation about the women's division and the booking and the creative and all that stuff. But it's like the truth is, before we even get to that stuff, there needs to be some real thought about what matches are being booked. Because if you're going to yeah. do one match a week, I'm sorry, like, we all had the same reaction to this match being booked. Every person in our circle was like, why are they booking that match? That's not going to be good. I don't understand how the people in the company couldn't see that issue coming from a mile away. Britt has looked this way for the last couple of singles matches. The match she had with Ruby a few weeks ago, remember we reviewed that? Mm -hmm. was not a Matt Classic, what it means. And Tyre has her limitations, to say the least. And I mean that with all respect, but I don't know what they expected to be. And again, I'm not saying that to, to defend the performances because neither performance was good. But what I'm saying is, is like, like how I just don't get how you get to the conclusion this is the match we should book. You know, yeah. I just don't get that at all because we all knew it was the wrong match to book, and we're fucking idiots. Not podcast. Also, so. I said it when oh. we was, um, I said it when we was fucking on the on the uh, watch along. You know, I'm a, I'm a bit more comfortable on the watch along. You know, I feel a bit more. Uh, you know, my my opinions can be hidden within like a three hour show. You know, mm -hmm. a lot harder to find, but. I'm watching, I'm watching this match, bro. We're talking about, we're talking about like a Nui versus Fulton or something at the same time as well. So like, was kind of distracted. Yeah. And like I locked into the match for like two minutes. And I was like, guys, what the fuck is happening right really, now? Like, I was really, like, who is, who agency these things, bro? Like, Joe, we've spoke about this a few times in like private. It's like, Sometimes WWE can get away with like two absolute shit of women out there because they'll have like a genius fucking producer like TJ yeah. Wilson or someone Super who's tight, used to yeah. working with lesser workers like in the, of the women's division. So they know how to kind of put these matches together to hide each other's flaws. I never see that in AEW, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, fucking, it's just like Britt Baker and Tara Valkyrie. Okay. I also think good luck. The issue, you know, the issue here was like. There's a real stylistic clash in this because Tyre, her stuff's okay when Big she's man. like, when she's like stationary and they're in a phone booth, she's, her stuff looks okay. But she struggles to add like any pace to her matches at this point, you know? And that's always yeah. been an issue for Brit. So the match's rhythm and pace was just so slow. It was really, really tough. Look at this piece of shit. Bro. Yo, hey, what's good? Bro. Talk to the hey, bro, I was just about to, I was about, I was about to talk to you. I'm just, I'm just here. I'm chilling. I'm scrolling on Twitter. I see a screenshot where, oh, where the queen of the outcast herself, Soraya, liked the tweet from Russell Pierce's own backup hangman. And the tweet read, kind of feels like the outcast story was a big waste of time. Obviously, there's no control in the hater injury, but we didn't get blood and guts out of it. The whole surrounding division paused and it feels like very little was accomplished broadly in the first half of the year. Hey man. I can't disagree. for once it's not I can't disagree with what Hangman said. But her her liking this on her account is um 
Yeah, oh yeah, no one in AEW gives a fuck about that sort of stuff, you know. No. About yeah, like, it's just... like getting in trouble for liking it. Like, they don't give a shit over there, you know. <laughs> like they'll they'll tweet it, you know. <laughs> like Monty, do you remember what I said to you yesterday when during the uh during the watch along? Regarding the outcast. Oh uh, no, uh Ty Valkyrie versus DMD. Oh, there was a lot said. I said, um, I said that match was horrific, right? But I don't think it was bad enough to cause a week's worth of discourse. And Monty is like, it fucking should. And I guess I'm the <laughs> idiot because we're definitely going to be talking about this match for longer than a week. Yeah, it was one point five on cage match, bro. That's that, bro. That's why last night when we were watching it, bro, I had to talk about something else. And that. That's why I brought up the fight, bro. I. I it was bad, bro. The, like, the Valhalla spot was where they like just fell. That oh was yeah. God. That's when that's when I brought up anyway and, and Fulton. I said, bro, this... I can forgive that though. You know, because yeah, shit happens, right? But it was yeah. It's for me. It was the moment that made me say on the watch long like, What the fuck is happening right now? It was like there was like a sequence of like Brick Baker. Let, yeah, she was like letting off some offense, and it was literally. I know people say it as a beat, but like it was literally like it was in slow motion. You know. Like yeah. they were trying to figure out, you know, when sometimes like when a match isn't going quite to plan or how they envisioned yeah. it backstage or whatever, and you can kind of see them trying to work it out as they get close together, you know, mm-hmm. and, like, it was just it was brutal, bro. It was brutal. Um, I think some of the comments, like with uh, uh, Taya was saying, maybe, like, yeah, I think people were going a little too far on it, but I mean, the match sucked. I mean, it sucked. I mean, yeah, it's. But that's the issue, is man, is some people don't realize you can stop at the match sucked. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah I know. not just personal insults. About yeah, people's I mean, lives you also don't have to like direct that comment to them. You know, what yeah, I'm you saying? don't have it's to like, at them on Twitter, exactly. oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, bro. I think <laughs> the people, bro, the people that at the wrestlers when they do yeah. man, kind of sequence, but they they already vanity search. You don't need to tag them; they're gonna see it. So it's yeah. just. tagging these crazy as well. Yeah. Like, why, bro? Like, why are you harassing these people? It's so lame. Bro, for like all this shit, for all this shit I talk about FTR, I've I've never tagged them once. Like, and even I try not to put the uh like the the dynamite hashtag in this shit too. But you know sometimes I just nah, Dax got to see this. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I don't know. It's, people are insane. Fucking, I think a lot of the discourse that's going on today is because of how upset people are with the women's division in general for yes. like all of 2023. Like, if, if it was just, like, mediocre, like, just a little bit below average, and you have that match, it's, uh, huh, Britt's pretty bad, ain't she? And everybody's like, yeah, she's pretty bad. And everybody right. just moves on with their day. Like, it's not all this discourse is going on right now. Yeah. But it's going better right now, too, because of the, of that other tweet that's going around right now from Lefisto. <laughs> oh, yeah. What did Lefisto do to it? Oh, my uh, God. Hold on. I'm going to read it off you. <laughs> Oh no! Oh my, bro! Everybody's just like um, posting that Shaq meme where he has the camera, then he turns and the camera falls. <laughs> and I've I've been on the Empiris account like me and Marcus, I think, just retweeting every single person who's done it. We're like like fifteen now. But Lufisto said, <clears throat> "It's cute how people blame booking for a bad women's division, talent with too much power, uh, talent, uh, denigrating each other, talent trash talking potential employees." So they never get in as soon as they walk in. It starts here. Uh signed off as the one you call the effing French Canadian asshole. So I'm I'm a s i am i am I don't know. Do do regular Canadians have beef with French Canadians? 
I assume she's hmm. talking about DMD. It's something Manny would uh, know. Manny, no. you know? What's up? I thought she was talking about DMD. I think she's talking about DMD, too. Because Ty is not French-Canadian, but I don't... Ty is also new there, right? Like Yeah, so she wouldn't... Have, she didn't stop anything for Lufisto back in 2019. Well, yeah, you hear a lot about, you know, Britt Baker's politics and... Hey, now you heard you the... Know. Now you heard AOT segment today. Yeah, man. Britt Baker. It's nothing new, though. It's like everyone, everyone's heard at least one rumor of Britt Baker or politics or falling out or something, you know? So, um, it doesn't surprise me that, you know, she isn't the most favorite amongst the, some of the women that have came and gone for AW over the hey, year. Yo, the, French, the French Canadian is her signing off. No, but I'm, I'm saying because Ty is Canadian herself, so it's like, is she... Do, do regular Canadians have beef with French Canadians? No, there's no such thing as Canadian on Canadian beef. All right. All right. Canadian All right. correspondent, Manny the Hooper. <laughs> Told you. He's the expert in it. Super Chats. Uh, Phantom for the win. FTW. Uh, two pounds. Appreciate you as always. Brit is four out of ten. Brit is in four out of ten of the worst AEW matches ever. I mean, according, according I unfortunately match. don't doubt that, to be honest. Um, we'll pull a cage match. Somebody, somebody uh, sent it to the Empiris account. It was nasty. Yuzura mm-hmm. uh, Hart, $10. Appreciate you, as always. Uh, two women with a level of star power in wrestling, consistently featured on every show, and they had a stinger. Can't blame booking every week, man. Get Double J to book more house shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a. It, it, it's rough, man. It's rough, and I've, obviously we've kind of gone round about it uh, loosely. Uh, we've done more of an in-depth conversation about it last week, to be honest. Um, so it's kind of a. It's kind of funny that. Oh, funny, sad. However, you want to approach it, you know. That, uh, this week, this happened, and then the AEW production team had caught the blunder where they focused in the crowd on a sign that says book the women's division better. Um, it's not like this just flashed on the screen. They hold it. For, they hold it on there for a couple of seconds. I think that started mm-hmm. off a lot of this discourse too. Like, yeah. I think if that sign's not posted, yeah. a lot of this discussion we're having today doesn't happen. Well timed. Joe always looks so startled when he hears a noise that he's not expecting. Bro, did you on a just podcast. see what happened to Manny? I did, but I saw what happened to your reaction as well. <laughs> you look Manny very frightened. His mic and he fell down. Are you okay, Manny? Yeah, I'm good. I, I actually hit the wire, but I just—it's just so funny how like the match sucked real bad, and then that sign. Like, but why would you even pen to that sign after you knew the match sucked? So I mean, just kind of crazy to me. Yeah, yeah, it was certainly a choice. And it's not even—I would understand if you went real quick, but they just held it there. Like it was also like it wasn't in the background; it was like the only thing they. It could was the sign. <laughs> yeah, bro, it's focused on like it's crazy. That, uh, you know that song got more focus than my AW give the division as a whole. So it's crazy, mm-hmm. isn't it? you know. Um, That's crazy. It is. Um, Dunmaz, again, $5. Appreciate you as always. If you're going to have that full mount spot where a person is raining down punches, I feel like the person on button just got to eat them for real. 
Nah, the, the, right. there's ways you can pull it off. The way look, those those strikes tail was thrown last night were fucking hilarious, bro. Hold on, you're right. But to be fair, that I don't think that was something they intended to do. It was more a case of I just accidentally hit my finish. Which <laughs> how the fuck are we gonna go carry on from here? And that was kind of there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't make it better, but I, you know. And that was very much kind of an adjustment to the fact that Ty hit her finish when she was supposed to have it counted about two minutes into the match, unfortunately. So, bro, we all said how bad that match was going to be. That's what I'm saying, bro. Yeah. And the child's yeah, like, I don't care. Right. Literally, just saying, like, <laughs> we said that's yeah, week when it got <laughs> announced. Like. I, was like, I, I, don't, I, I actually thought Ty and Sky had an okay match on Saturday. I had, I had no issue with that match. Did. But as soon as Ty said Brit's name, I was like, oh, fuck, like, why are we doing this match? You know, it's yeah. just, you need some, they need to wrestle someone who can inject the pace into the match, the motion into the match. You can't just put them against it, it's not going to work. But, mm-hmm. and then nothing even came of it, it was just a match. Yeah. yeah, just to get Brit back in the wing column. You know, I think that's all. That was the only purpose of it. And if you was gonna do a match to get Brit Baker in the wing column, Ty Valkyrie is quite a bizarre choice, you know. Um, Short on Spurs two dollars. Uh, was it an accident to show the sign? Well, no. you know, obviously you'd assume you'd assume so. But like, the fucking bro, the mod even zoomed in on it. You know, <laughs> like it was... bro, a, ro- a rogue cameraman saying enough's enough. Take it, take it into his own, take it matters into his own hands. Be like, I'm going to fix this division. You know, my kids can't eat next month. God damn it. And just Throwing his camera down off, <laughs> <laughs> Stormed out. Yeah, it was, uh, but again, um, women's division, we talked about it on last week's podcast and it's came up again this week. Um, interesting times, man. I say interesting. It's it's just it's a, it's a shame because like, you know I think a lot of us, I think all of us here are pretty big fans of women's wrestling except for Manny because he's a misogynistic piece of shit. Yeah. Um, you know we we'd love to see more. And it's 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 frustrating because it's not like I can be like oh wow at least in WWE the kid like they're not you know like Rhea Rhea Ripley's a superstar like yeah they've done a great job with making her feel really important and one of the, literally one of the biggest stars on the show but the division as a whole is booked like it's garbage um similar to AEW's man it's not like it's for lack of talent it's definitely not for lack of talent they've got more talent they've both got more talent that they clearly know what to do with um which just makes it all the more disappointing and when I put on, I know I've banged on about it on every podcast I've been on this week, but when I put on the five-star GP opening day the other day, you know, fucking hell, this is, this is what, this is what's, this is what's achievable, you know? And I'm not, I'm not expecting AW Dynamite to have five-star GP quality matches on it every week, but fuck, at least give us something, whether that's we WWE get, or we could AW. Once a month, bro. If they cared, we could have that quality match once a month. Oh, she, she didn't re out there. Look at just look at the roster, bro. Like, there's a lot of people that can give us those quality of matches, and they just don't do it. And they they, they give us DMD or whatever. Because fair enough, she's a big star. Watch Ty out there, bro. And I don't even dislike Ty. I've liked Ty since Lucha Underground. But it's just like, why is she out there with DMD of all people? Like, you can mix and match, put the work rate people in there with people that aren't that good, and then we could get something that resembles passable, even above passable. But they don't care. It's bro. crazy that they they didn't even put Athena on TV or something like that after that crazy match she had. Bro, with she was a talk of fucking wrestling after that match. 
Same with Willow, they, bro. She won the fucking Owen last week. Like, you know? yeah. <laughs> like, Wait, that's that crazy. All the week, roughly. It's been. How long is it? When was the Owen final? Was it last no, week? The week Friday. before? Friday? Week so. It was Friday two Saturdays ago. Right? Either way, there's been a little follow up, you know? <laughs> that's my point. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Little follow up. Um, yeah, yeah, man. So, yeah, women's division, bad. We've said it many times. We'll probably be saying it most weeks going forward until something gets rectified yep. about it. Um, we we haven't even started on Chris Statlander. But, right, yeah. bro. Where the fuck was she, where, where was she this week? Yeah, the, well, yeah, no, where were you from the champions? Let's move on. You know? Monty, you want to hear this match I just got announced? Go on, man. Oh, no. It is. For the NWA World Title, yeah. it's a bull rope match. Oh, Tyrus versus EC3. No. If, Tyrus, if Tyrus loses, he will retire from pro wrestling. No. <laughs> so he's winning. Yeah, that little money <laughs> giggle. So yeah. Yeah, oh, we will disgusting. be watching. Russell Curious watch along on the Twitch. <laughs> NWA, uh, what is it, 75? <laughs> Joe, remember what last year? Uh, I'll never forget when Joe was doing he was doing Joe used to do this thing and it really popped me. Uh, I hope one day we can get back to him doing something similar to it. We're not gonna get back But it was like um it was like you know how at the moment guys that he does like the weekly, you know, like matches of the week column thing that mm-hmm. he does on the site for us. He he used to do one on his own like Substack or personal blog page that he had, and it was like a best of the rest, and it would be like you know like uh, the best match or best promo segment from like MLW or an NWA match that's worth checking out. Which, you know what I mean? Like a proper best mm-hmm. of the rest. I could put time into it like a real sicko, and uh, you know, four months to that, brother. <laughs> this the best one of my NWA coverage was I reviewed the Crockett Cup on the late night grin. And I started. That's what I was saying, getting to. The yeah, crack. I started the show by saying, <laughs> "Who in the chat watched this show?" And there was like forty people in the chat, and then legitimately the chat just became just no, just like <laughs> not one person had seen the show. It was you know, that was kind of summed it up. I think. No, it's just not the idea of you sitting through the Crockett Cup to review it, like all these yeah. shitty tag matches. In the two nights of it. You know? Wait, when yeah. is when is Wembley? Twenty a month today, man. Uh, 27th of August. <laughs> the show, yeah, show's on the 27th. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, it, that might have to to start the 24 hour stream with some NWA. Oh, that's awesome. That's <laughs> At awesome. least the main event, we will be tuned in for the main event. I'll have to hop on for that. That sounds good. That's not good. Shit. He says it's a, it's a two, it's a two night historic gates on just 26th and the 27th. Just yep. someone else at companies, man. Let me tell you. Y'all can say no in the chat all y'all want, bro, but it's happening. With bro, man, those NWA cards are super long. Like, you see, bro, this crazy. We're not watching the whole show. We will be tapped in for the main event. Good shit, man. Um, well, debatable. Uh, main event time. Lucha Bros come out on top of a. Uh, this was like a. I don't even know what they're called. We was trying to figure this out last night. It's like a freeway triple threat tag. Oh, um, I was lost on this. I thought Yuta was the tag partner. with was Moxie the whole time. Yeah, it's Lucha Bros versus Claudio and Marks versus uh, Trent and Chuck of the best friends. Um, Action packed, as expected. 
Uh, felt a bit randomly thrown together, but it seems like they're going somewhere with it. Um, like I said, Lucha Bros got the win here. Action Pat Man event. And uh, I believe on next week's Dynamite, Dynamite 200, it will be Trent versus Penta versus Mox. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's what we get next week. Uh, this was a solid main event. It just didn't feel... You didn't feel like it had the, uh, you know, like the magnitude of a Dynamite main yeah, event. Sure, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, it felt like this like could have gone angle. like... I feel like they could have swapped this and the Swerve Derby match. You know, because they ended with the the Mogul angle and made that feel a bit more significant. Yeah. You know? But obviously that's, you know, you, you're running the risk of, you know, you're closing the show with AR Fuck. And it's like, how significant would that feel? You know? Um, so, yeah, but it was good stuff, though. It was still good stuff. Not not necessarily a major complaint, but uh, yeah, Joe. What did you think of the Dynamite main event? Yeah, it was pretty good, mouthful. I didn't love the uh, the kind of like walk and brawl they got started with because you could tell like they were trying guys were trying to get in position for things. And it was it was a little clunky, but that happens. But once they got in the ring, I thought it was a good time. Uh, I did think it was neat. You know, Dynamite doesn't often do those deals where there's like a follow up. Uh, from one in one show to like within one show, and on this one, yeah, they are Fox deal, and you also had Orange coming back to get Moxley here, right? Which I thought was neat, and I like that kind of thing where there's a, a thread through the show. Um, so I like that. Happy to see the Lucha Bros back in a in a big spot on TV, especially getting mm-hmm. the win. So Absolutely, I liked yeah. it. I, I I agree with you. It's not like you know, it's not a main event. I'm probably going to be remembering particularly long. It didn't feel particularly substantial, but I thought it was entertaining, if nothing else. Yeah, man, it was uh, it was all right. It was a pretty good bit of business. Uh, just a quick reminder, everyone, please like the video, get those likes up. We need some more likes on this video. Not enough for my liking. Um, I hope I haven't offended too many people. And uh, you know, get those likes up for us. Subscribe if you haven't already. Get the super chats coming. We've appreciated them throughout the night. Uh, I believe we've got one. One minute while this loads up for me. I'm a bit behind. Uh, I've already pulled this one off. I don't know why it was still in the uh, still in the little section we have for the super chats on the stream yard. Apologies, people, but um, Charlie, you like the main event? I did like the main event. I don't think it should have been the main event, but I did enjoy it. Um, but like with the people that were in the match, it would have been hard for them to just not have a good match. So I was always going to yeah. enjoy this. I am happy that there is a focus on tag team wrestling with real tag teams in AEW. Makes me very happy. I've been bitching about it for fuck knows how long now. So hopefully we'll get back to something decent. And the post match stuff was cool. The post match stuff was cool. But um, yeah, I don't know. I would have main evented with uh, Darby Darby and Swerve. But good shit. Nice dog. I can't get distracted because I can hear her coming downstairs. Sorry, oh, it's good stuff. You know, shout out Charlie's dog. Um, yeah, very dog friendly show. What's his name? Her <laughs> name? Uh, this one's Peanut. Peanut. Boy or girl? She's a girl. Aww. The one that's usually on the screen is Oscar, and he's a boy. So. God bless. Got a whole family. Um, mm-hmm. Manny the Hooper. Yes. Uh, was this worthy of Hooperism? Yeah, it was fun. You know, Penta had his working boots on. You know, um, 
I was kind of waiting for Pride and Power to come out. And I didn't know. I didn't even know if they were going to be there or not, just because I read a, a tweet saying that they put they got their names back. Mm-hmm. Wait, you got you read a tweet and I reacted accordingly, man. Is that what you're saying? You immediately yeah. assumed things, basically. Fuck. I was like, oh man. I was like, oh man, Elliot. I was like, Elliot, no. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna I'm I'm expose Manny real fast because, like, only Uh-oh. me and Monty really caught it when we were watching yeah. the show. Like, the chat didn't really catch it, but there was like three minutes left in this match, and Manny was like, Oh, Claudio was tagging with Mox? Claudio was tagging with Yuta. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Manny, the match is over, bro. <laughs> <laughs> He had questioned what Mox was doing at one point in the match when he was making sure that no one was like coming in to like break up the pin. I was just like, "What do you mean?" He was like guarding the pin. Like he's in yeah, the yeah. I kept saying, "Okay, you know, what are you doing?" He's not doing anything. He's just only money, man. And then I was watching fucking Chucky e. T over here throwing some shitty knees to Mox, and I was like, "I hope that God Mox doesn't sell him." And he was selling him. I mean, real what? We probably won't see Utes in a while. He was uh he was an emergency clearance for, for blood and guts, but uh he's still not he's not hundred percent. I mean, even during blood and guts, you can see when he was go- making his way yeah. towards the ring, he was like yeah. gingerly jogging down there, like he wasn't yeah. trying to reaggravate anything. So we'll probably <laughs> put a pin in him till after big man, win. Man, he's the first podcaster with CT. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just smashes his head into the webcam over and over again, get himself ready, fires himself up. Like Goldberg. <laughs> the Goldberg, yeah. Goldberg of wrestling <laughs> yeah. podcasts. You, uh, you tweet live in five, man, he concusses himself to get in the right frame of mind. <laughs> Hooper. Real hooping. Real hooping. Um, but yeah, man, a pretty pretty solid main event, but not the most, uh, not the most, you know, super memorable AEW Dynamite main event, you know, because... The bar's super high, and this was this was good. This was very good, but you know, yeah. uh, on paper, yeah. I thought this would be a better. I mean, the show was awesome, but I mean, I just thought it would have been pizzazz. Like it would be like more, you know, a blowaway match. I hear you, man. I hear you. Because um, you know, we we were talking about. Obviously, we're all here as well now uh, from the pre-show yesterday. So we was we was quite we was pretty ready. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone and Manny, you know, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, poor Manny. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, we were saying, like, you know, it was a pretty decent lineup, and we'll see what happens, and we was like, what's going to be the fallout from Blood and Guts and stuff like that, and what's going to happen with, uh, you know, that whole storyline and what's next for all those people, and, you know, we was wondering about, like, let's, you know, starting off the road to All In. And I guess this is kind of how we segue from the Dynamo review to the next thing. Maybe so we've still gotten we've still got nothing set for all in. Of course, there's a report earlier about um, what Sean Rossap reported about Osprey and Jericho being talked about in the New Japan side of things. But like as, as far as stuff being set on screen and stuff, you know, we we ain't got anything. Can as I've mentioned a million times on this podcast, we're a month away from the biggest show in company history. You know. Um, we're in one of the most we're in the most important you know period of time in company history since the first episode of TV you know um, 
I guess you could argue even more important, but of course, the, you know, number one being number one is always going to be significant. But, you know, no, nothing planned for all in at the moment, just a couple reports. And uh, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure Tony and Cole have got some sort of idea of what they want to do, but we're not getting that impression from watching the TV, you know. I knew um, she wasn't going to get announced yesterday, bro. I said it on the pre-show. Mm. I, mean, I didn't know that was going to be a big deal and then the, the Elite not being on TV. Bro? It's not so much stuff not being announced. It's just nothing being like... Oh, as They a, still don't acknowledge that it's happening. As, a, as, as the only black member of the Elite, <clears throat> I don't think them not being on TV yesterday was a big deal. Like, I, they saw the injuries. They went through more shit than than the uh, BCC did. Nah, Maybe save save them. So, so I love your brother, but it, I love you, brother, but it's bullshit. Like, so it's so, a big deal, bro. It's, it's bullshit. Ayo just bro, said I, I want like, to see the elite on, on TV it. every week. But I love that episode of Dynamite last night. I enjoyed it a lot, except for oh, our right, tag versus gravity was a meme. All right, so you take that, take it or leave it. Monty's definitely leaving it. Oh, uh, and then the women's match. But other than that, I I liked everything on Dynamite yeah, the, last the night. The show was fine, but. It was a good show, but like the fact that the Blackpool Combat Club were out there, they were immediately jumping into matches, and the elite said yeah. nothing, and they were the ones that won. There was they, not even like a pre tape for it. Ideally, you would have got a promo like last week post match to kind of put a bow on the elite's victory, you know, and then you could edit it this week. But, yeah, it's yeah. interesting. It's definitely a show well. that like. I was a good episode of TV, but it works, I think, better in a vacuum than it does in terms of, like, building to anything, necessarily. Yeah. Um, it did build yeah. to things, don't be wrong, but it wasn't, like... It wasn't super newsworthy, I didn't think, in that regard. Um, I get what people say, that we still have, like, four weeks of, like, five hours of TV time, like, per week, but they have two pay-per-views to build to right now yeah. in the space yeah. of a week. So, like, that's, like, 20 hours for each pay-per-view, really, like... That's not a lot of time to establish these cards. Really yeah. You can't, you can't actually shit. count Rampage as well if you're trying to be like a serious exactly. human being. Yeah, not come on. Like four hours, you know? like we're 16 gonna... hours per week. We're going... Or 16 <laughs> hours before each pay-per-view. Like, I'm getting lost. Building towards Rumbly <laughs> matches on Rampage is insane. Well, yeah. who knows what's going to be the outcome of this fucking battle royal and what the, the winners actually get well, and where the tag match is going to be. So. Well, I mean, it does. It does feel like the elephant in the room here is the fact that we don't know where this show is airing. I mean, no, we don't. We don't know what it's airing on. We don't know any of the matches that are going to be set up, except for maybe MJF and Cole seems or something that could be, you know. But we've seen on TV that could then go on to Wembley. That's not the only thing. You guys, you guys shouldn't stress out about where you guys are going to watch. You guys are going to be there. That should be like a mean annual Oh yeah, I honestly, am, I'm chilling it because I I'm going to Chicago the next week, so I'm hoping if I'm going to get something I like over there, <laughs> over that fortnight, I'm I'm not worried about the card. I think the show will be great anyway. I do oh, think you know, in an ideal world, it would be more present on the TV show that in a month they're running a massive stadium into the biggest show they've ever done. I hope sincerely the reason it isn't as present is because, as I said, they haven't they haven't announced the deal yet. Hopefully, once they announce that deal, they'll be really ramping it up. But I can't. Of course, but I don't know what the deal is. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, yeah, they even got the deal yet. And then, that's what I mean, was, right? Yeah. Even if they have the deal, there's there's also the reports of oh, uh, Max or whatever the fuck it's called nowadays just isn't doesn't have the infrastructure to stream live sports. Even though that's not true, they're doing it with um 
FIFA. Right? What are they doing with? Is it Premier? No, it's not Premier League. What are they doing with, man? It was. A, I think it was in Mexico. They're, like they were showing some Mexico games or something. Like that. Yeah, bro. Like they were. They were showing something. So mm. I, don't, I don't know. No, I'm not spending a hundred dollars on it. No, I said no. I'm not spending any money on AEW until the elite get paid. So. <laughs> I hope they I'll do like a package waiting. deal because I don't that's, know if I can spend fifty dollars. They've got to do a package deal, yeah. If they've they told me to. for some perverse way in my head, if they told me it was a hundred dollars for both, maybe I'll pay for it. But I mean, just I feel like if it's not a package deal, the Chicago show is fucked. Yeah. I don't care yeah. what they find it, just because people want to see. Yeah, because people just want to see the novelty of the stadium at least, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. I, I don't know. It's... I, the f- thing is, I can't pretend I'm surprised because, like, Tony has many strengths, but he isn't like a he isn't a yeah. He, the promotional <laughs> part of his game is not the most dynamic. He there's Tony not a great. Tony told me personally that post Forbidden Door we would see stuff falling. <laughs> 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 I think you are. The thing how is, long, I think we are seeing in front of the whole you know. world, Charlotte. <laughs> how, how long ago was Forbidden Door at this point? It was the end of. It was the end of June. It was like the 25th of June. It's now the 27th of July. Wow. What are we doing? We know nothing. Well, Tony Khan also did say we're going to know about Ring of Honor and New Japan being our honor club, and we never found out about it. Bro, you want to break break this record, right? You want to break this attendance (laughs) record. What better way to advertise than to a million Americans every week and however many people live in Europe watching this on Fight or whatever the fuck y'all watch it on Mm -hmm. over there? That all in's coming. We're building towards all in. Don't you don't want to miss all in? Da, 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 da. Bro, it's like an afterthought right now. Like who's like, watching? Who watches Dynamite I mean, last night? And like, oh, I gotta get my tickets for all in. No one. It feels like all of the talent should be talking about this too, right? Like it feels like mm-hmm. all of the talent should be like. I'm going to go to Wembley as well, champ. Yeah, whatever it may history be. History and yeah. da, 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 blah, blah, people, blah. You know, like, and even have like shit heels talk about how they're going to get on the card. And like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, fucking yeah. make it feel like the biggest yeah. thing in company history because guess what? It fucking is. You know? Um, there's only like 10 people that I feel confident they're going to be on the show. And everybody else is just like in limbo. Like, oh, we don't know if we're even. They don't even know. They're like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's reports of Osprey versus Jericho. Then there's, I guess, I guess it's fair for us to assume that Cole versus MJF has a very good chance of being well, on it, judging yeah. from what we saw last night. But other than that, there's no other hints of on TV of what sort of matches they're building to and stuff like that. It's it's ridiculous. Like, well, let's be honest. Like, it's ridiculous. Wait for this long to start announcing matches they should have done the all-in talent graphics because that would have got people talking online again because yeah, what people are talking about all-in right now is the fact that there's nothing happening literally so just tweet out kenny omega is all-in all and you yeah. would have had is all-in after is all-in you're building buzz without easy. while still continuing to be lazy and not booking anything and those merchants it's so frustrating that it's just oh. Bro, I could make those graphics on 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 DeviantArt right now on uh, on on what, whatever these apps are. What's that shit that people make? I don't know. Canva. Bro. Like, yeah, Canva. Like I could make this shit on Canva right now. Hey man, don't get me started on the merch, man. I would, you know. I would... Oh, the merch. merch. So you see him? You see him? Punk reposted that picture of the Death Before Dishonor T-shirt with the wrong date and city on it. <laughs> Oh Wait, what? Oh, bro, he posted that shirt and everybody was laughing. I had no idea what everybody was laughing about. I was like, what's so funny about <laughs> of course, this shirt? Of course, of course, I didn't, I didn't even know this was a thing that happened, but I'm not surprised. Of course, but yeah, uh, bro, bro, 
It's not even like any of us here, none of us, none of us would be crazy enough to say that we think the card's going to be bad or anything. But it's no, more it's kind of how how it's they're approaching this build is mind-bogglingly like frustrating. Because uh, as we've all echoed, you know, they should be shouting about it, having a victory lap, really driving home what they're about to do and make history. And as I just said, it's literally the biggest event in company history and probably will hold that title for years to come because they're never going to get the opportunity to do this in this context, in this time, like like this again, you know. Debut in the UK, Wembley Stadium, novelty, etc., etc., Um it's you know it's a once in a once in a you know once in a decade kind of happening you know probably more than that once in like a generation sort of thing so I'll I'll never um, ever make fun of a WWE wrestler pointing at the WrestleMania sign ever again, bro. Nope. <laughs> never ever. Ever. No, bro. I think it's, yeah, I still make fun of Darby uh, doing it. <laughs> but yeah, that's just my thing, bro. It's like <laughs> I don't know, bro. It's. Kind of what I always say about like it's not a big deal of elite being off, but it's like I, I just think it's I think it's brutal, bro. I think Tony. I don't I don't know if it's Tony the talent combination of both. It's probably is the latter, and it's more of a combination of both. But bro, Tony as as an owner and as the person paying the bills, you got to put your fucking foot down, bro. Because like we're coming out of blood and guts last week. We're kicking off the road to fucking Wembley Stadium with eighty thousand people. Most important event in history, etc., etc., etc. Um, and you know, we've we've got fucking we've got half we've got more than half the top stars in the company taking the fucking week off, going on vacation, etc., etc. And I get the relaxed schedule and the regular weeks off to recharge. And when you feel like you need it, um, you know, you can take a week off, and that's a really big sell for AW. You know, uh, that's a big sell for Tony Khan for convincing talent. Um, especially compared to the schedule of the we do really, but you know, let's not uh, let's not take the piece. Let, let me tell you something, Monty, real quick, man. You don't need a you don't need a vacation, man. When you work one day a week, man, you don't need vacation, man. bro. Uh, bro, <laughs> this is what I'm this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. It's, bro, like, it's, it's the most important, bro, it's the most that, important period in company history since the TV debut. Me, People I, are taking weeks I, off. People yeah. are taking vacations. You got two pay per views coming up. One's at fucking Wembley Stadium. The TV negotiations are going yeah. on at the moment, or the mm-hmm. about to be finalised, etc. It's literally, I'm not being hyperbole or anything, or exaggerate. it's literally the most important period in company history, you know? Um, My main issue with the elite taking this week off is they can, they can take the time off they want. Talent can take time off. I don't care. It's off the back of Blood and Guts, and All In was their thing. That was their thing before AEW, and... It's we're a month away and no one's talking about it and it's very annoying as a fan. It's crazy, it's like the, ad, the absentee list last long, night. Like, the absent the absentee list from last night. People in the building, yeah. Some of them done pre-tapes, whatever, you know. Um, a lot of them could have done more than a pre-tape if there were some of the names that done a pre-tape. But MJF, Adam Cole, Hangman, Omega, Jericho, Books. Where was Chris Statlander? Where was Tony Storm? Where are these people, bro? Like. Mm-hmm. It's just not good enough to do a filler episode. Like as uh, to AO's point, that episode last night was actually like it was a pretty decent episode. It's not like I came out of it like oh that episode fucking sucked, but it was a filler episode, bro. And yeah. we were trying to kick off the road to all in, and we've just came out of a huge thing with blood and guts. We've got no elite. They've decided, oh now nah, we're going on vacation. We're going to take the week off. That's bullshit, bro. 
That's bullshit. I, I think you're, I think your frustration's aimed in the wrong direction for that though. Because I, I don't think it's a case of them just telling Tony like, yeah, we're going to go away for a week. Like, they, I don't think they have anything particularly going on creatively is why they're off for a week. That's what, you know what, that's what I said at the start. Both. Yeah, like, I don't I, know I, if it's, I, like, it's he, Tony needs I to put his foot down, if the talent needs to stop being so comfortable with being able to just take a week off, etc., etc. It's just yeah. it's ridiculous. I just, I, I think there are bigger issues than us like policing the vacation, but your actual point is absolutely correct. Yes, I don't think it was, I don't think this this episode did a lot for building to the biggest <laughs> the biggest stretch of shows they've ever had. Absolutely. Like, I get like that. I say, Craziness. Some of these wrestlers, man, they don't even work. Come on, bro. You don't need to be able to take vacation. Bro, imagine, <laughs> imagine finding out like the week before Double or Nothing. Yo, Chris Statler is going to come back Double or Nothing, win the belt, and a month later, nobody's going to give a fuck what she has going on for one day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. No, like I said, bro. Look, that, I, think that, I think the list of absentees from talent that were there live, considering where we're at, as where we're at, where they're at as a company, is like ridiculous, bro. Again, MJF, Cole, Hangman, Omega, Books, Jericho, Stat, Tony. You know, uh, we mentioned earlier the fu- the lack of follow-up on Athena and Willow. Um, you know, and this is also when you've got Eddie over in Japan in the fucking G1, so you can't use him. Brian's fucking arm's hanging off, so you can't use him. It's like... So what do these... Like, it, it's ridiculous to me, bro. Like, who was actually at Dynamite last night then? Fucking Mox. Mark's the one carrying the flag fucking by himself again like he was in 2022. It's bullshit, bro. It's bullshit. It's just... I know, Monty, I know, you're, I know you're saying Hated. that Wembley is the biggest, <laughs> the biggest day in AEW history. I still think it's Monty after Brawl. <laughs> Monty, I think it's still Moxley after Brawl for out when he came out and cut that promo. Yeah, bro, that Moxley promo is like, fucking rings echoes even more now because it's like Mox, he, he, he's just in it for the love of the game, bro. He's there every week. I don't even think Mox is very much a guy who's like, oh, I need to carry AEW. I think he just loves wrestling and he just yeah. wants to be there every you, week. You remember know? when he remember he's supposed to go on vacation? That was a meme for a bit, and then he just never went on vacation. Bro, yeah. that, it was a kayfabe vacation. He was never going to go on vacation. Hey, well, yeah. What are you doing? What are you breaking? Shit that shit that shit thing got so out of hand, bro. <laughs> so so it's just snowballs. He was like, yo, I was just joking. Like, it was just promo material, yo. Like, for months, people was like, "Oh my God, poor Mox." Well, his his, his said, vacation, Dean, come back, come back to WWE. We'll let you have all the vacations you want. <laughs> I just vacation. It's like uh, it's like I said. Uh, I done a tweet on the account last night, and it was like, uh, it probably would have been better if they'd done a uh, the MJF Adam Cole thing live, you know. And like people were replying to me like, they recorded it last week, bro. I was like, look. Okay, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, change the thing that you said, bro. It's the same is it's like the books thing, bro. People are like, oh well, they're on vacation. Yeah, the fucking shouldn't be, bro. Like, what are we doing? Like, and look, M- MGF and Corn on vacation. Go they got a restaurant on Saturday. Go after all in and all out, man. Jeez, like again, as Joe very much tried to, uh, you know, try to kind of. Uh, being my safety net, you know, I'm not trying to like fully police people's vacations. And right, I don't think big. people should be working 365 days a year and work the WWE slave schedule. But timing, you know, no, Jesus. I, the reason I, the reason I just, you know, halted you there for a moment is, it is what I mean. Matt Jackson was, he's feeling it physically, and that blood and gut yeah. special, I'm sure, didn't help. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to be like, 
these these fucking losers going on vacation, which is not what Manny said, but he implied. Um, <laughs> no, but look, it was unplanned. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, yeah, look, I I think we all agree in terms of lack of promotion and the fact the show just feels like a thing that's coming up rather than the biggest thing ever and this announcement of them on the world stage and so on and so forth. Yeah, I have no I have no kind of question in that critique whatsoever. I think you're right. You just think that Tony one month out from the biggest fucking week of his fucking promotional career as a wrestling promoter, would round up his top stars and be like, guys, I fucking need you for the next four to six weeks. You know, like, I need you more than I fucking ever needed you. I mean, these TV negotiations, we've got 80,000 tickets sold in London. We've got All Out, which we're going to have to somehow pull off the week after. And... um I need you guys around to help build to these huge, momentous fucking pay-per-views that we're about to do and make this really, you know, and drive this home and let's have a historic month, you know? And uh, you kick off said month with fucking 75% of your top stars fucking either on vacation, having a week off, or just not being used or whatever. Um, Because as far as, like, Chris and Tony are concerned, I don't know if they were in the building. As far as the others... Please correct me if I'm wrong, but as far as I'm aware, currently none of those people I mentioned were actually in the building last night, which to me is like, again, I've said it a lot, fucking ridiculous. Um, Don't get me started on Chris Dallander, man. I mean, oh, TK's got a uh, Jaguars in a training camp, brother. And Fulham is in the middle of transfer. <laughs> transfer windows open. Jags are in training camp. Like. <laughs> You know, I tried no, so hard not to laugh at that. And Tony Khan's busy. He's dealing with the Saudis. They're taking players. You know, he has to be on the Saudis approaching his players. It's crazy. He has to stand on the front lines. Somebody has to do it. <sighs> I've uh, I've gone on a couple rants tonight. You know, um, it felt like therapy. I gotta be honest. From my seat, it felt. I Charlie at one point is like praying. Did you see that guy? When he was talking, Charlie was like this. I, I like how stars, man. When Monty was in the <laughs> middle of his rant, somebody said, Joe, grab a head, headlock. <laughs> I, tried, I, tried, I tried to get him, and he, he pushed me off. I said, all right, me, I'll come back later. You know? Like, oh, man. Sometimes um, the conversations need to be had. People give t- yeah. Tony Khan too much leeway. Like, this is a your run-of-the-mill AEW pay-per-view. This is Wembley Stadium. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. I just think that... It's not such a big deal. Russell is going to break the record anyways. Oh, man, he's I just think that... Um, <laughs> we have a lot of, like, uh, AEW... Again, a lot of the reason that we get this is because of a lot of... A lot of it is what appeals to a lot of the wrestlers that are in AEW, but they don't have to work these crazy schedules. Tony's pretty lenient with allowing talent to have time off, etc., etc. Um, and as I said, like before, I went full like, rant about it. It's like you know, it's like I'm not fully blaming Tony, and I'm not fully blaming the talent either. But I think there's fault on kind of like both sides of kind of how like lacks, passive and stuff. You gotta fully blame Tony, bro. Yeah, because even, even the yeah. talent are asking for time off. Like it's the it's the, yeah. it's the environment Tony created, which I'm not saying it's a bad environment that town feel like they can go to their boss and be like, "I need some time off." But like you said, we got all in and all out, back to back. Like these are like these next five six weeks. Like you just gotta you kind of just gotta push through. At this point, oh, yeah, I, I feel like it's kind of harsh to an extent to pull it all on Tony because it's like the talent, the talent are asking for 
and one, you know, ideally the talent would like want to be there, you know. Uh, and again, again, if I'm not gonna blame someone for asking for a day off and like getting it, but like that also kind of makes it a bit difficult. I do think though, all on Tony, you know. And, and again, though, the reason I think you have to look at Tony is he loves this kind of rotation approach to TV, you know, where it's like this. Yeah, he takes a lot of the blame, absolutely, 100%. and it's just. I do think this the, the issue with that approach, while it has a lot of strengths, the issue is when it comes time to build to a big time show, sometimes you wonder if the focus is in the right the right direction. It's like yeah. I love AR Fox. We all were happy to see him get a big thing last night. We want it to be on TV more. Should an episode be built around him a month for Wembley Stadium? No. You know, and that's not a knock on AR, it's just is what it is. So it's like, yeah, I I think that's where kind of the blame goes for me anyway. One last thing on the vacation, man. You got you got six other days, man. <laughs> what are you doing on your own? First day, say you need to really, <laughs> really try to steer, man. Taking both, taking two week, two wait, man. I'm with you, brother. Taking two yeah, week I, vacations. I, 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 used to, I, I used to work two days. <laughs> I used to work two days Saturday and Sunday, and my was Monday through Friday, bro. That's just what it was. Yeah, man. It's uh. Again, no, all all these top stars are gone. Tony's left fucking doing filler episodes. It's you know, one route to all in. It wasn't a bad show, but it wasn't hitting the wave that it should one month out from fucking Wembley, bro. Like mm-hmm. it's like it's almost like you want to grab Tony Khan and shake him and be like, Bro, you're at fucking Wembley in a month. Like, what are we doing? You know? Um yeah. very frustrating. Um you know, fucking vacations, you know. <laughs> look, I, need y'all, I need them to look at Tony Khan, a hardworking man, you know, just working every day, you know, on multiple businesses, no days off, you know, no days off. Oh, Tony Khan. Let's take it easy. It's not, <laughs> it's not turning us into that. You don't have to mind the business of defending billionaires. Put it out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Manny giving a speech. Everyone work as hard as their boss, bro. Oh, <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, I work as hard as Monty, man. You know, this is what I do. Good shit. The Russell Pierce Revolution will be televised. <laughs> Star on the whole Yeah. Um, AW all in, man. Um, Fucking, I've put a lot of money down for this show, Joe. You know, I can yeah. tell. Yeah, I was gonna ask you how much, how much them hotels cost. Fuck, man. Um, it will be great, seriously. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's that's the that's kind of like the funny irony of it is that like I don't think for one second it will be like a bad show. Like it will be a good show, whatever we get, you know. Um, but man, it should it should feel like. And it'll feel very like, monumentous at the moment because it'll be 80,000 people in the stadium. Do you know what I mean? UK crowd, it'll be great crowd as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it should just be built up like it's the biggest thing to ever happen in wrestling history, you know? Well, that's how I think it should it be should. promoted. But... It should. But, you know, it's just... I completely get I and I get the frustration, but I just... I think we know where they're going to end up with this, legitimately. So, I... I don't think you have to worry about the destination, even if I agree the route is not quite as glorious as it should be. They should be a lot more triumphant and honestly Where's celebrating you, what they've achieved. <laughs> you left. He's had enough. I don't know. Too much Wembley talk. Oh, man, I don't play, man. Yeah. Fucking gravity. Wembley. Oh. Fucking. Wembley's oh, is it? Oh, is it Newton in my fucking, in my face? <laughs> you know, so I was at Newton, $2. Offended is beyond words, mate. Um, I, I'm happy I offended you. You know, I'm, I'm 
Everybody, everybody, Monty, everybody, I gotta say, everybody in the chat, man, keeps saying the show's gonna be great. Of course, the show's gonna be great, man. But the bill, that's not what we're talking about. Every week, (laughs) we're not actually, we're not talking, that's not even what we're talking about either, bro. It's not even like we're saying, oh, all in's gonna be a flop and it's gonna be a bad show. But not one that's not came out of or anything remotely close to that has came out of our mouth. So, um, you know, it's it's very much like, uh, it's. It's like uh, last year, last year's Forbidden Door. Like, I was very, you know, I was very, um, I wasn't shy about saying, but I thought the build and, uh, you know, kind of, I thought the build was kind of bad. I thought the matches that we got, considering the hype going into it, were kind of underwhelming. But the show, the show on the night ended up being one of the shows of the year. And uh, because of the novelty of it being Forbidden Door as well, it still had like that, uh, that feeling to it, you know. Um, but again, like I said, this is literally should be like billed as like the biggest thing in the history of wrestling in the Tony Khan verse, you know. And uh, it's not, even though I'm on the night, I'm sure it'll be a really great night. So. That's my biggest gripe is that the talent just are pretending <clears throat> it doesn't exist on TV. They're yeah, not acknowledging yeah. it. Like that's so fucking stupid. Like yeah. you should. Oh, so like, yeah, so it's Charlie, like, you mentioned about the elite as well. About like how they all in is there, baby. Like mm-hmm. the elite and Cody Rhodes, do you know what I mean? And it's like just haven't talked about it. How 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 far out did they start really pushing all in on BTE before the first oh, one? Because it was yeah, these months out. Like you know, they've done the whole thing with the phones when they all got the message. That was you know, so it's like, you, and that and when <laughs> that's the hilarious thing about like the build to all in one. They really, there was a very conscious effort in that to make that feel like a piece of history and a moment in time and something really special. And you're witnessing the start of a new era, etc., etc., etc. Like they really hammered all that home and they've done it really yeah. well for the first ever All In. And now All In too, when you've got all the fucking resources in the world you could ask for, you've got the best mm-hmm. roster in the world you could ask for. You've got all, you've got more TV time and you know what to fucking do with. You've got all the belts you could possibly put on the line on the card. You've got fucking every single resource you could possibly need to make this feel as good as it should. And uh, this is what we're getting. <laughs> you know, we're, getting we're getting AR Fox law, you know, and uh, gravity. It's, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> more frustrating for fans that have been invested as long as we have. Because you, we watched the build to all in. We like we saw all that happen. And like how they're treating the first ever AEW all in at Wembley Stadium, it's like you're doing a disservice to yourself. Like the the company aren't treating it like the biggest deal it should be, and that's what's frustrating. Like that is really what is frustrating about it as a fan. So, like, why that's does right. my investment matter if you're not making it feel important? You know? Yeah, exactly. So, like, if my investment doesn't matter, I'll just stop watching the TV and show up on August twenty seventh. Do you know what exactly. I mean? Like, it's just... exactly. <laughs> Joe's tempted, you know. It's chill, man. You know, for me, because you know, obviously I'm a big shot. Um, all in is just like a road to show for me before I get on the jet to Chicago. So it's like it's cool, you know, you throw some tags in there. You guys love fun. You'll be right. I'll buy you a drink, you know, it'll be right. Be yeah, man. Uh... All the all it's gonna take is them to drop one like talent graphic saying this person is all in and I'm back on board. That's all they need to do to get... And now it's Goldberg, Tony. You fucking coward. 
I knew we were going to end up here. I knew. <laughs> this all what you wanted to say the whole time was, "Where's Goldberg?" At? That's it. That would have been That's my end of it. choice, but. Um... Been waiting all podcasts for it. You know. Imagine that they post a video of Bill at Wembley Stadium, then the big your next, and he points to the screen at Wembley. Oh, imagine those tickets go flying, bro. Those hundred. Say if they're at eighty now, if Goldberg drops that exact video as Joe Hulbert just described it, eighty-five, brother, in a week, easy. Really think Goldberg still draws, bro. He still draws. Like I still can't believe it when I see it myself, but he does. He draws the money, bro. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Nearly 30 years later, you know? <laughs> I mean, he keeps himself in shape, you know? God Maybe we'll be in Chicago instead, money. <laughs> well, could you imagine? <laughs> More I reaction. Get that out. Yeah, I couldn't even... <laughs> Yeah. The text I would send Monty from the fucking from the United Bro, States. If, if, if Goldberg got announced and it was like, oh, he's, he's all he's all out, not all in. As it stands, I'd sell I'd sell up my hotel room tickets, everything, and just book a flight to Chicago, bro. Fuck it. That would be like the most insane wrestling fan move of all time, you know. AW's like finally coming to AW's <laughs> finally coming to your country for the first time for a historic Wembley Stadium event. It's like, no, nah, give me the give me the uh, all state, you know. <laughs> there would be a tremendous mistake, but it rules. So we'll see. Hey man, we'll if, see, if, if I can get myself a bit of uh, Punk MGF, uh, what's another match that could tempt Eddie versus Max could tempt me over to get to. Uh, Go over to Chirac, you know. Um, telling you, man. I could cook something. Goldberg, bro. That's the trifecta right there, Hall. But um, Griff 499. I assume we get Kenny versus Takeshita, but outside of that, I don't know about anything else. Um, I don't know anymore. I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah, I assume we're getting it as well, but it, isn't, it doesn't feel like a lock on the TV show to me at all. Exactly. Yeah, again. There's a whole lot of assumptions from us yeah. and yes. nothing on TV to back them up, so... It's always MJF and Cole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Started, like, yeah. Just, to, yeah. just so we can... For the pedantic people out there, because we know there's many of them out there, you know. Um, that's the only one, though, genuinely, which is mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Um, Darren Cage, $5. I love BTE, but when are the elite going to realise most AEW fans don't watch it? Tell your stories on TV and stop existing in your own little universe. They do tell the stories on TV. BT, I mean, yeah, I was going to say they're not that bad for it these days. Yeah. No, it's, it's, I don't think they are. Anyway. <laughs> the only thing of note that they said in this week's BTE is they were like talking about the tag division and the singles division for Kenny. That's about all they said. That was like, oh, no. So you're not missing much if you don't watch it. It's just Yeah, like the main storytelling beats they'll do on TV. Like, it's not mm-hmm. like, you know, it's kind of like if you're a, if you're a detail, Mark, like Charlie. You know, you can you, you'll watch BT. I yeah. think if they'd have just got a promo from last week in the locker room for TV's purposes, I think mm-hmm. the elite part of this is not an issue, to be honest. Like genuinely, yeah. um, it's just one small thing yeah. and a lot of frustrations. Yes, and because my a lot of my fandom is based around the elite. It's oh just yeah, I get it. Thing on no, I think it, I think it's unacceptable. <laughs> no, we know. I know what you I think. think. I was just I, trying. I think it's unacceptable, but. At the end of the day, I'm happy. My all my kingdom maniacs stand up, man. The kingdom is on rampage. <laughs> Finally got it on TV. Finally, you can actually watch rampage. No, I, I watched the. Uh, 
I'll go back and watch the fight feed. I'll probably oh, do the spoilers after the podcast. Actually, I haven't looked yet. Yeah, shout shout out BTU. You. you know, uh, Charlie knows he's on. I've been a big fan for a Absolutely. while now. Um, Onto it just before they had to stop last August. Oh, I'm back. I'm all in again now. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're back. We're back, baby. Uh, yeah. Short time Spurs five dollars. The only thing I can think of for the, the only thing I can think of for the filler app was going head to head with the World Cup, which drew like over six point five. But even then, the I don't think I don't think that shit should like matter. Like twenty twenty three. So wait, I genuinely, I genuinely don't think you should book TV around. Book your TV and how good or bad it is around like outside factors like that, you know, like because people might like people who are fans of the product and fans of the company are going to catch up in whatever way they can, whether it's the YouTube clips of the main stuff they want to watch, or whether they go back and watch the whole episode, or whether they stream it or whatever the fuck. So you should be aiming to have the best show for that week that you can possibly have every single week, not. Oh well, the World Cup and Vanderpump Rules is on this week, so fucking you know, let's just have gravity on. What no? This poor guy. Gravity is <laughs> just getting. It could have been any wrestler, and they would have got the brunt of it this week. So fair. Yeah. Poor dude was just oh. it just lost like an eight minute match on TV, and when he's like, "This piece of shit." What? <laughs> It's so unnecessary. It's just another thing on top of our business. Mm. Ah. Tony Khan, please announce something so we can be excited and not do half an hour of rants about your pay-per-views. Thank you. Ah. Showtime Spurs just fucking this piece of shit, you know. <laughs> I don't know, man. You might be on the There's same. There's a few of and EU, <laughs> you know. You know? I, got, I felt, when Manny started giving a speech about how great bosses are, I felt very uncomfortable. No, I was very, very uncomfortable. <laughs> Tony's working hard, guys. I was like, cool, what's happening here? What's, what is this? He's watching too much Rogan. All right, I moved on, man. Nobody told me the World Cup was going on, man. What the hell? <laughs> Manny from Poison, bro. He's, he's <laughs> far right, man. You know, conspiracy, man. You know, workplace manner is uh, liberal. You know, (laughs) (laughs) that was was convincing. (laughs) That was convincing. Oh, bro, I'm not into politics, man. I don't even know who's. I don't even know who Mark. Who was it? DeSantis. (laughs) Who was it? Poor manner. Um, needs to lighten up the mood a bit more. Um, Regal for nothing. Appreciate you as always. Joe Hulbert, my delicious little sausage. I think Parker and my big lawyer man AO might have just been replaced. Oh. Oh. It's fine. It's, it's a worth it's a worthwhile bit for to lighten the mood, you know. That's fine. <clears throat> if you want Decent a super chat, I've had fun, okay. you know. Yeah. I think it's been a hoot, personally, but you know. Regal is anti union. Well, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the accusation right there, Manny the Hooper. Um, ignore everyone, just ignore Manny the Hooper. For, he, he had a glitch, you know. Uh, Darren, Darren, Darren the Walker, Darren Walker. Five <laughs> pound super chat. Appreciate you very much. Mickey Jones is going to be at Rev Pro, so get Nick Aldis for all in, and the rest of the tickets get sold out. 
Hold up. Is he cooking? Of course he is. Darren don't miss, you know. They went to the UK in October, so they've got to save their pots. Well, hold on. I mean, this is... <laughs> someone sent that to me and I was like, Coventry? Oh, my guess, no, yeah. Nick Alder signs his AEW contract in the middle of the Wembley Arena. Oh, they flash the all elite graphic on screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he puts up the clipboard <laughs> in the air. For the history. I saw more fucking. Gets knighted. I saw more fucking Wembley promo all in at fucking the FA Cup final than I, than I did on Dynamite last night. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fucking crazy out here, bro. It's wild. Um, all right. We spoke about All In. We spoke about sure Dynamite and the things that came with that. Um, is there anything else that anyone wants us to touch on for the last couple of minutes before we get out of here in the chat? Because I do feel like we have covered everything. And I mean, we we've got through did. the super chats and I got heated. Manny has yeah. been misogynistic. Well, all but's tried to lead, but he got a bit out of hand for him sometimes. I tried to put some fires out tonight, folks. We Charlie got, got, Charlie got upset a couple of times. You know, Charlie prayed. Some, some <laughs> Charlie prayed. assassinated tonight. Started a prayer circle for I wasn't expecting this when we first started the podcast. I was. I, I, was, I knew I had some things to say, but I just wasn't. You know, you know, show, me, Joe, Monty, try, like, you know me, Joe. I'm like, you know, I'm you, the, you, you usually got it, but you said before the show, you said, you know, I might, you know, I might just get a little, a little out of hand or something. I thought, <laughs> here we go. I should have anticipated being spiteful after the tweet I tweeted in my circles earlier today. <clears throat> I will admit, I was surprised by Charlie's the, the <laughs> genuine frustration and fear that I sensed as Charlie went through. Her frust- I mean, that was. <laughs> It's just general frustration, man. Like when you like, as I said, like when you've been invested for something in something for so long, mm. you, just, good, yeah. you just want to see. You just want to see stuff. It's normal. I just, it just caught me off guard. There was a sense of panic. Too. It was very alarming. <laughs> it's because, like, if I talk about it on Twitter, I just have to mute it immediately because it can't be an open dialogue. Because <laughs> yeah. people are just like, "Oh, but it's going to be fine. It's going to be a great card. Why are you stressed?" Yeah, people it's think like, that you hate AEW and shit. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's just like, "Oh, well, you're turning that. on this company." It's just like, "No, I'm not. I just want the best for them." I think that's generally not what speaking, they're delivering. So. If someone explains they are like frustrated with something I don't think is good, I would generally recommend not to reply. Actually, it's good. <laughs> I, don't think, <laughs> I don't think it has the best effect, like for the most part. But, you know. Could be wrong. Yeah, it's like, it's, yeah, people just, it's like Charlie says, like, people kind of have like these open dialogues. It's like, oh, I don't like this. It's frustrating me, et cetera, et cetera. And someone's like, well, actually, it's really good. It's not, it's not like, oh, why do you, what do you find, fr- what do you find frustrating about it? Or, like, it's never like that, you know? It's never like, let's converse, let's converse about it. It's more, I need to prove you wrong and get more likes, you know? Um, Charlie, not excited. I'm just glad uh, we agreed on Gravity's walk. I was about to do that. <laughs> oh, bro, let's not take the piece now. Um, Willie, talk about Spence Crawford. Uh, Manny, Joe, who you got? Yeah, Crawford. I got Crawford. I still yeah. am not totally convinced Spence is the same guy after coming back. I just, I don't know. I, I don't think he's quite what he was. He's very close, but it's fine margins. I got Crawford. Did you see the, the presser they had earlier today? I did not. Mm. Crawford ate his ass alive, bro. <laughs> Can't wait, though. I cannot wait. Simeon, Jericho, and Osprey, we did touch on it. Willie said, or aliens. Manny, do you have any update on the aliens? No, I really not. I, I got all my alien talk out yesterday on the late night. We just did you get your, uh, have you got your five minute 
Yeah, I, I think I have a rough idea. Do. You get, can you premiere That's that? That's not how like, stand-up like, works, man. Twitch.tv slash late night We're going to workshop Manny's stand-up routine. We're going to put. We're going to piece Manny. it together. Um, Manny's going to go on kill tone in like thirty-second bit. You know, <laughs> he's doing his head tilt. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I just want to walk around the stage with the mic in my hands, just be like, "Hey guys, you know what's going on?" <laughs> like, like Seinfeld or something. Uh. Brett Rosen, we got to talk about Tony D and Stacks winning those titles on Sunday. Um, it'll be a glorious day, a very religious day for me, you know. Uh, Sunday, the day of the Lord, Tony D. And uh, we, we're going to be eating good. We're going to be eating good. We'll talk about it more when it happens. Um, ben Dixon, Charlie not excited for the Elite versus Dark Order. I don't think she is. Don't get me started. Don't get, please. I've, I've been on a couple of rounds. We don't need another one. Um... I'll be a Twitter thread eventually. I'll get annoyed. Good luck. <laughs> uh, Ace rules. Let's talk about Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins. Who you got? Uh, I think Seth wins again, which you know I don't mm. really think makes much sense if they're running it back at SummerSlam. But um, I don't know. For some reason, I just don't think they'll put the belt on Finn. No, not at all. Uh, no, I know the story they're telling suggests that, but I don't believe it either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, did y'all talk about last night's G1? Uh, it's this for it's this morning for most of us. This um, morning, yeah. So, uh, we didn't talk about it. Osprey Okada, I have not got around to seeing that, but I've heard it is as expected. Minutes <laughs> a match of the year contender, it know, was uh, it was such a good match. Like, considering the fact it was only 18 minutes, but it was so fucking good, man. I loved that match so much. And Kato yeah. Kimia versus Gabe Kidd as well was awesome. Sounds good. It was really fucking good. Well, you throw your dog like, in the air, man. Or did I just imagine that? <laughs> <you know? laughs> um, what else? There was Hikaleo versus Yota Suji. That was. Wait, wait that what? Was... <laughs> Hikaleo versus Yota Suji was good. Multiple people claimed it was there, good. Yeah. There was some spots that popped me. It oh, was. God bless. I'll check Ace, it out. Uh, it over delivered. We'll go with that one. Yeah, over definitely. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. Anything else, Charlie? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's all right. no, it was it was a mixed bag. Those who did that was Yoshi Hashi vs Taichi on this show. If it was, that match I was also. I think so, good. yeah, because I don't recall seeing it, and it's the only yeah. that I haven't watched so far. So, um, Simeon, what is a predicted all-in main event for you guys? Uh, we spoke about it quite in depth yesterday, <laughs> um, and we landed on. But we didn't predict anything because they ain't fucking giving us anything to predict it's, off, you know? It's MJF uh, but, and Cole, isn't it? It's MJF, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. MJF and Cole, but me and Charlie are hoping for books FTR. Uh, so, I, yeah. I have Gaethje versus Poirier, so... You got Mike Tyson talking about that fight. Do you really? You got Gaethje, yeah? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you meant for the whole Poirier, Gaethje. Uh, <laughs> you got Gaethje, man. Yeah. Why? I'm not picking against Paul. <laughs> Why? One of the good guys has to win eventually. So is Poirier. Dustin's a great yeah, dude. Yeah, I feel like Dustin's like... the true good guy. <laughs> yeah, Dustin's guy there, like the know. good guy. Oh, Poirier's you know? well, already healthy UFC time. Money, we're forgetting Manny's politics. That explains it. Never mind. Carry on. Oh, yeah. Poirier's fighting the good fight, brother. You know? Literally, that's the name of his charity. So shout out to Poirier. Um, you know? Charity. Yeah, I've got, I've got Poirier <laughs> again. Um, 
I genuinely <laughs> why is Manny got off Romeo? I think Poirier is going to get it done in a similar fashion to what he did last time. Like, I think Poirier on points this time, but Manny just legitimately really? sends yeah, Manny just sends anyone can have a charity, <laughs> which is one of the most dismissive <laughs> things. Even on this podcast, that was that was a step far. But there you go. Yeah, yeah. This weekend's card is good though, man. I'm excited. What makes you think uh, Gates will survive five rounds? Well, I think Gaethje's been more measured as of late, which is all relative. I mean, you know, he's still nuts, but he's been slightly more measured. So I don't think he's going to walk quite into the fire as he did in the first fight. In a more tactical mm. affair, which I think will still be very exciting. The issue is, can Gaethje fight tactically against Poirier with success? It feels like if they fight at range, he's going to get lit up to me. So uh, I, I kind of know Gaethje's kind of fucked up when he said, uh, I'm going to take this to the ground. Because he's finally yeah, getting his Because yeah. he, he's not going to even. So. <laughs> He's full of shit, yeah. man. I know he's more measured than that, but I can't, still I can't see it. Yeah, yeah like, especially with someone like Poirier, who is going to like urge him to scrap, you know? Um, he'll get pulled into the scrap. He's going to get jabbed to the face twice. And, oh, he's going he's gonna to get that rush of excitement. And just start, he's going to stand in the middle and just start swinging. Uh, Darren Kaiji, what happened to Tony Ferguson? Uh, the cruel reality of MMA is what <laughs> actually happened to Tony Ferguson. Um, yeah. Him being a he, brown bear all the time. I think it's just timing, bro. We just have brutal timing, you know. Because like, I think genuinely, like when you look back at it, and when you look at his, his run, his run in his prime, like he's genuinely one of the best UFC lightweights of all time, comfortably for me. Um, but he never held the undisputed title because of just the timing he was in. There was the McGregor being out and not fighting, and then Khabib won the bout, and it's like, it's it's brutal, you know? Um, and everyone loved Ferguson, and obviously he's just declined rapidly. And He looks now like a guy trying to be Tony Ferguson. He's like doing an impression of Tony Ferguson. <laughs> like, it's insane. Then His performance in the Nate Diaz fight was scary, bro. He looks so washed. It's funny, it was uh, terrible. In his uh, interview today, he says, I feel like I'm in the prime of my life right now. So, oh, you know, just don't don't be talking crazy like that, you know. That's what they all say, bro. And when they're on like a fucking free fight losing streak and then they get a big fight because of name value, they're like, yeah, man. <laughs> I feel, I feel, I've got a new coach. I've got a new strength and conditioning coach. And I feel, I feel fresh, you know, better than ever. And they go out there and just get knocked out in like the first round or some shit. It's a cruel sport, man. Oh, it's horrible. Uh, it's brutal. It's cruel, and obviously, when it's one of your faves like Ferguson is for me like, over the years, like it's it's really sad to see. You it's know? it's rare you see guys like uh, Robbie Lawler, you know, leave with the chin untacked and they go out on top, you know. Well, but he had a fall off though. Man. <laughs> I was going to say lost, Robbie uh, had a he lost like Barberina well, and shit. Like, yeah. But the thing is, well, you know, at least he won his last fight. You know, no, I agree. Yeah, the, the yeah, send-off the, yeah, was beautiful. Yeah. 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 Especially the way he's that's, on it, you know. That's part of the issue for older guys is they all want that perfect last fight. And you just keep going and go, you know, that's part of the it's issue. Not ta- it's not taker, you know. Bigfoot's yeah. still, still wanting that, wanting that perfect man. Yeah, literally is. wanted that perfect mania match. That's the best. Didn't come until... That's the best MMA tribute spot that Taker ever did, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Ace rules. Who is the rest of Purist member of the year? That's a discussion we can all have. Uh, do you mean podcast or like member of the live chat? Because um, uh, you know everyone knows Halbert is going for his Wrestle Purist of the Year award this year. He's putting in I'm, a very strong bro, case. You know, I'm going for Wrestler of the Year, bro. He's going for <laughs> he's going for all of it. You know, 
Um, someone you got to email Dave, make sure he gets his props. But um, if you're talking people in a large, I'd probably say probably Bam because he's gifted like yeah. fucking thirty subs yeah. on <laughs> on Twitch. Yeah. You know, um, you know we've got loads of people who support us and they're just great in the live chat. Whether that's just being funny in the live chat or whether that's just sending us super chats and just kind of supporting us financially because. So massively appreciated, and uh, I've said it many times. I think we've got the best live chat in all of wrestling media. No one compares to you guys, whether it's the bit, whether it's calling me a piece of shit, whether <laughs> it's impersonating Isaac Newton or Ron DeSantis or whoever you, whoever it may be. You know, um, we got a great community going here. You know, so um, yeah. Well, member of the podcast, Paul, but. It's got to be Hallbutt, you know, he's put the brand into it and everything, you know what I mean? He stepped it up, we've given him more of a pack schedule this week, you know, and he's not taking any vacations on me, you know, mm. it's, uh, <laughs> it's real shit, you know. Um, yeah, man, uh, I guess Ibu will always be in contention because the people of Ibu is our big star. Um, Ayo, of course, stepping up, stepping up, filling in shoes on the Twitch channel. You know, he's taking charge over there. He's in contention. Uh, we we got a solid team, man. We got a solid team. Mm-hmm. We got the, the Hooper Hoopers. You know, we got Charlie. She's the law merchant. We, we, people bring different flavors to the channel. You know, I do. Uh, it's good balance. Besides me, on I just kind of grunt look, bro, and grumble bought, about things. You know, you bought fifty tonight, man. I, look, I mean. <laughs> Look, people can think what they want, but as someone who has another show to do and is playing co-host here, that was an easy night's work, brother. I mean, I I just had to sit there and wind you up at one point. I was <laughs> I was just adding fuel, you know. Beautiful, great time. Did you see that um, gravity's in this TV title tournament for Ring of Honor? Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe they're doing another TV tournament. <laughs> okay, I'll, uh, <laughs> I was actually gonna, I was actually gonna follow through if that when I remember I want to do some plugs. So, uh, uh, why sorry, is there another follow. TV title tournament? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just saw tweets. I was just like, oh, that's <clears throat> okay, yeah. okay. Uh, Joe, late night green, going straight awesome. over there. Uh, who's actually on? Joe, Manny, and Manny. Yeah, yeah the big three. The big, big three. No, three. That'll be some I good stuff. Jack Crosby is booking himself, so... Okay, maybe not so much good stuff. That'll be very yep. scary. I hope it goes yep. well for you, Joe, and you don't get cancelled tonight. Appreciate it, mate. Charlie, hurry up and write that feature. Um, yes. What else have I got? Um, we've got features on the site, whether that's Hulbert's Match Guide or whether it's an Athena feature. We've got the latest uh, video essay up by Hulbert, the Athena video. Still catch up on the Usos video. Or maybe even check out the FDR 2022 video. Uh, we've got Stardom Gold on there. Uh, but yeah, website, WrestlePurist.com. Follow us on Twitter, at WrestlePurist. Thanks for watching. Please like on the way out. Please subscribe on the way out. We appreciate all the Super Chats, and please turn on our post notifications. And we may catch you tomorrow for Unpurist. So I'll have to double confirm with AO and the guys. And um, yeah, man, I will see you guys over on the Late Night Green stream because I'm going to go over to that live chat. And this is the real outro. Peace. Real, right? All time.